Happy New Year! And with the new year, it's that show we all know and love. Looking back at the classic cinema of 2018 by rounding up our top 10 favorite films of 2018. And of course, we've got the man who joins us for all of our best ofs. The movie expert himself. We'll talk to him in just a quick second. He's an expert. He's now <laughs> totally... <laughs> Air, he's, he's air, air pumping. He's air pumping my compliment to him. So he's ready. I'm ready. Troy's drinking. We have having <laughs> the best of 2018 and a very film full edition of the review review. And Thanos snap, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the one not to be able to get Avengers Infinity War on Netflix? I think I wasn't. Because I think I checked. <laughs> You're I dead. Checked, I think I checked the day. Because like, like, I read that they did that where like only half the people could get it on Christmas Day. <laughs> what a cruel joke. <laughs> I didn't hear that. What? Yeah. A ton of people uh, were pissed that Netflix only streamed to some people for Avengers Infinity War. They're still doing that half really? joke. Yeah, yeah. At least I think that's what it was, unless they were just bombarded just a, with a massive glitch with. and they <laughs> ran with it. Yeah. I think it was just on Christmas Day because they popped up like the next day. But I remember like looking like, wasn't Infinity War supposed to be on maybe? <laughs> well, welcome to the review review show of two small town dudes and today a small town guest. Give our big, dumb, theatrical opinions. Yeah. We're doing our hot best of 2018 list. We usually say it's the best show of the year, <laughs> even though it's always the first show of the year. <laughs> we can't get any better than this. We are going downhill. <laughs> we are being joined today by GHD himself, Ghost Hunter Dave. Hey, you guys. Hello, Dave. I'm still... <laughs> Hi, Troy. <laughs> still nursing up a throat wound. I heard... Y what happened? You sound hoarse. I, this is the best I've sounded since we recorded our last episode of Imperius Rex. I was coming down with a cold, and my voice was just wrecked. Like, I couldn't talk for, like, two days after that. We did record for a long time that day. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it was about the normal amount, but I guess yeah. we started much earlier, so. <laughs> you weren't as well-rested. No, I was not. No. You do sound better than that one day Troy showed up after a full day of recording. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah. I had like a super <laughs> low voice because yeah. that's the only volume I could get. Yeah, like the smoker's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smoker's laugh. It's so good. Uh, but because the show usually runs a tad long. That's right. We're going to do news right now and we're done. <laughs> there you go. There was nothing happening. Yeah, nothing happened. Uh, so we usually just jump right into it. But first, we do have a few bits. Oh man, mind you, that's right. Now I gotta pull up. Uh, gotta pull up another theme song right back to back. Oh my god, because we got a few deaths with some <laughs> nails bits. People die. David, like to silence your cell phone during Neil's bits. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we like to uh, pay homage to the Neil's bits theme. The ones who have fallen. 
the time it took Neil to make this song. Yeah. <laughs> Which it sounds like a fucking... Both, both in prep and in yeah. just longevity of the song. <laughs> it at least took 36 seconds to make. That's how fucking long the song is. <laughs> oh, I love him. Uh, that's it. It's okay, done. well, sweet. With those new yep, fucking ear cans now, I can't... You, I can usually hear the yeah. song... I can't hear oh, anything. So all now. of the sound is going in, into my ear. Yeah, now. I can't. perfect. <laughs> I can't wait even, to be deaf. Even during like the opening theme, I can usually hear like it ramp down to like do 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 do, and I'm just waiting here for you to be like, oh, hey, great. and I'm like, okay, now it's done. I've even <laughs> noticed it sounds like you're speaking much quieter than usual. I think so you don't blow out your own ear. I know. I'm over here like you're like <laughs> whispering. Yeah, everyone's like, hey. And I'm like, guys, can we keep it down? So <laughs> we got new equipment here, folks. It's top of the notch, top of the line. And now it's the end of the line for these two people, right? See how yep. I segued that back oh, into the bit? <laughs> Did you just work that you out right there? Or have you been <laughs> waiting? No, 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 the equipment. That was, that was, yeah, <laughs> you went way darker. Been waiting that. for these two people to die. <laughs> so I could just tell about my new pop guard. Mm. Pop guard. Can't those even some, hear those, those peas. Sexy sounding peas. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, who has fallen? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the one that I saw was today is the uh, the legendary. Some would say immortal. Mm. I mean, well, he's mortal, but <laughs> obviously, <laughs> Mean Gene Okerlund. Yes, I did see this one today. Quite a quite a loss and a shock, to be honest. Yeah, I. Thought I saw him do something like not that long ago, but I don't. I didn't really read what he uh, died of. But I was talking to uh, Coach Havens today because it took him by surprise, and he yeah. said that he's had liver problems for a while. Uh, yes, he he's had three liver transplants. He said, "My God!" And I'm like, "My goodness!" It's just wasting Take livers. Take care of yourself, <laughs> yeah. would you, man? So I don't know, but yeah, big wrestling legend. Yeah, has fallen. Mm. He's quite. If anyone hasn't seen, like, a training montage between him and Hulk Hogan... <laughs> oh, Hulk! Oh, Hulk! <laughs> need to watch it. It's so good. Watching him try to piggyback Hulk Hogan up a flight of stairs, saying, Oh, Hulk! Oh, Hulk! It's pretty classic stuff. Also, don't miss the... the uh... <laughs> The uh, blooper where a SummerSlam sign falls down while he's doing an interview and he just says, Fuck it! (laughs) (laughs) What are you paying you? $200 an hour? (laughs) And goes on. Um, But yeah, what a legend. He will be missed. missed. Mm. I got another one. This one took me by surprise. Um, The actor Bob Einstein Mm. from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh no! He passed away today. Yeah, I... Larry went home to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, and never came back. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in, uh, or he was Super Dave Osborne. Remember that show? I don't. A long rem- time ago. I don't remember that. But people were talking about Super Dave today, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. But then I saw Bob Einstein, and I'm like, no way. So I did hear about both of these. Man, mm-hmm. yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, you you fooled us. You played it off real smooth. I've been practicing my aloofness. (laughs) He always plays like the like the character that looks like it would be like the straight man, but just like the comedic things that he does are (laughs) amazing. When he plays, he played the surrogate in Arrested Development. (laughs) Oh yeah! Oh my god, (laughs) that was good. Like no, stop! Don't walk. I have more to say. (laughs) <laughs> oh my yeah but 
the I think it's Zishi's favorite quote, right? Yeah. Larry couldn't be here because he had to go home to take, take a, a shit. shit. <laughs> Classic. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh my god. Oh man. Uh, two, two living yeah, now. Two big losses. Yes, two huge losses yeah. to the uh, entertainment community. Let's light a candle. Yeah. We Should we maybe play there. the song again? <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> They've already suffered enough. <laughs> yeah. They've already lost their lives. Our lives are too short to go through it again. <laughs> Uh, now, before we actually dive into these, we've actually had people write in what their top ten favorites are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to sprinkle those in throughout the show, but I am going to be starting. You don't want with... to spoil any of them, do you? Um, well, Wait, I can spo- I can spoil this one. We do have the term random movies still. Too. Oh yeah. Okay. You wanted to do? Uh, you want to do that now? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to load up this other one. Then. Load it. I'm going to tell you my top number three right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to sprinkle it in. Perfect. <laughs> But no, Tournament Random Movies, hitting it up, hard style, Ooh. with, uh, here hard we go, style. match from last week was Platoon versus Contact. Mm. Mm. Platoon is one of Ghost Hunter Dave's father's favorite movies. <laughs> Whoa, he, he wow. lived Platoon. <laughs> yeah, that's and then very true. He, he enjoys reliving it. <laughs> Through the lens of Oliver Stone. <laughs> Senor Hunter little, little known fact, GHD's dad actually shot Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, he'd be more of a, more of the Tom Berger. The Ber- Berger? Bergner? No he was clue. in uh, Major League. He was the catcher. You're not going to... Tom Berger? He was a sniper <laughs> in nope. a movie called Sniper. Might have oh, been three of them. Bradley Cooper? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> exactly. He played, he played the fake baby. <laughs> Isn't ah, that what I said? <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, Platoon took it. So, uh, GHD's dad must have uh, just been hacking Spank. people's Twitters. <laughs> he had a bunch of Russian bots <laughs> made to <laughs> spam the thing. So, there you go. Platoon, moving on. He'd probably come on the show, you know, tell you what it was like in the shit if that one <laughs> oh actually God. wins. Has he ever told you about any of that stuff? Very briefly. Not a whole lot. I don't imagine he'd want to, but i you guys, curious. For you? I think he would. Oh, I think he'd God. spill the beans. I know. I'd be curious, <laughs> he'd too. he'd spill some guts. <laughs> I had, like, an uncle that was, like, in Vietnam, and, like, he won't even let you even, like, try and bring it up to him. Oh, God. Or it's like, oh, Jesus. I don't feel like I actually should at any point in time <laughs> to anybody, like, as who's a vet, but I'm so curious yeah. that I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, this might split you because the other one that's currently winning in the tournament is Drag Me to Hell. Ooh, Dave. So there well, you go. I enjoy Drag Me to Hell. I enjoy so, a good trip. Same to hell. <laughs> yeah, same. We all enjoy our, our fair but share. But war of hell. is hell. So you know, drag to it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what do we got coming up? For... Leads us into our next matchup, which is yeah, a right. 2012 film based on a subject we've talked about a lot. On this podcast. And another one, which is an animated feature from 2005 Kay. about uh, ragdolls saving the world. Mm, I know what you're talking the about. The 2012 one, the tagline is, The Untold Story Begins. 2012. <clears throat> and we bring it up a lot? Yes. We've done quite a few episodes on this certain subject. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it... 
No, that won't be. That's too late. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'll probably shit it my pants when you tell is me. Is the Andrew Garfield helmed the Amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just shit my pants. <laughs> okay. There you go. More Spider-Man we could talk about, Troy. <laughs> oh my god. I haven't Man. seen that in a while. Do you think it holds up? I watched it again with my kids not too long ago. It is so like tech mumbo jumbo heavy that it is almost unwatchable. They're trying to make it like so modern and so prevalent yeah. uh -huh. that you're like, just say he got bit by a radioactive spider. Like, enough with the goddamn gene splicing and, and all this. Like, I get it. It's science. Just get to the web swinging. Uh, I didn't even hate like his first costume because I'm like, yeah, sure, it's a homemade one. Doesn't look like the real thing. But then everyone hates it. <laughs> so no, like, it's really not that bad. But watching it like with my kids, I was like, Are you guys getting anything out of this? <laughs> like, I'm kind of bored. And I know the premise is super dumb from the villains. Like, I just want to turn people into lizard people. Like, oh. Well, if I was a lizard person, I'd be lonely, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess you're right. I, 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 want so I want someone to think I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second one from 2005, the yeah. tagline is one to protect us. Nine. Is it nine? It is nine. I was wondering if it was the sack boys. The sack the boys. Sack, oh, <laughs> sack boys. Uh, ironically, my kids love that one. I didn't really. I don't think I liked that a lot when I first saw it. I thought it was kind of dull. Me too. I remember it being darker than I thought it was going to be because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of death in it. Yeah. yeah. For but like what seems like a kids movie. Very uh Nazi heavy with like yeah. the images. <laughs> oh yeah. Very Nazi heavy. Yeah, it looks like it's like movie. straight out of World War Two. Christ. If we if we made robotic rag dolls. Yeah. The character design was awesome. Yeah. I remember really liking mm -hmm. the characters, but it was just like not I don't know, it just felt like it tread water a lot, maybe, or it felt a lot longer than it was. And it's, like, pretty short, too. <laughs> mm hmm Yeah, it was, like, 80 minutes, and it yeah. felt like it only needed to be 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a short, so... Mm -hmm. well, That's the problem with most shorts. Technically, it has to be called a short, right? Because it's not, like, 83 minutes long or no, something the, like No, it's based off of a short. Oh, I think it was it. like Yeah, it's a feature-length film, but, like, most films that are adapted from shorts... Like, they just feel way too long. Yeah. Like, why was this... one idea. Yeah. Yeah. Why does this need to be an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah. You already made it the right length. It's done. You yeah. don't need to make it again. Quit it. Yep. Stop it. Let's just remake the same film we made, but just explain every single word <laughs> that we're saying. <laughs> so there you go. Amazing Spider-Man versus Nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a real good one from what we've talked about. <laughs> Just ripping on them already. Just, yeah. So these both suck. <laughs> <laughs> Want to talk about Drag Me to Hell? <laughs> Amazing right. Spider-Man versus Nine. Get your votes in. Million Dollar Hollow over here. Million Dollar Hollow. Get all up in it. So what I was saying before is that we had some people write in for their top um, favorite movies. Some of them didn't get, bleh, didn't give us ten. Okay. In fact, Eric, oh geez, who I just found out is El Generico on I Twitter. I know, I figured that out too. I, uh, <laughs> I, I felt like a dunce <laughs> when I when I couldn't figure it out before, and then all of a sudden it clicked. It's even a pun in his name, yeah, Generico. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like an idiot that I didn't know this this whole time. I know. Anyway, Eric, good job. 
<laughs> you tricked us both. But anyway, he gave us his top three. Okay. And so he said, well, I only saw three movies this year. I shall rank them in order for you. So he's, I'll save his top one, but his bottom two, The Grinch and Halloween in that order. And then I'll it's save. a holiday themed uh, viewer. <laughs> then I will save his top one for later. Gotcha. And then I'll sprinkle more in throughout the show. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. So is this the point of the show where we forget how the it works and then we <laughs> go on we rock, paper, paper, 20 scissors? minutes? Uh, so uh, who who wants to go first? Dave, we, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Do it, Dave. Be, I'll do it. The guest. And you know what? My uh, my Are we going 10 down? No, let's start with number one. And then get <laughs> Why progressively don't we? worse. Get worse. <laughs> yeah. By the end, we're like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Um, okay, so my number 10, and I guess this counts, but it's probably the most recent one I've seen too, the Netflix original Black Mirror film Bandersnatch. Oh, I was nice. actually going to ask you guys if you saw this sometime during the show. So I also now, saw it. Seems like a good time. I've not yet seen it yet. Ask me what I thought. What'd you think? It was all right. <laughs> Made number 10, right? Yep. <laughs> I, uh, if I can talk on it a bit, you it may. was um, a really interesting concept. Yeah. Something that we are all familiar with growing up with those choose your own adventure books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something that could come off very cheesy and hackneyed, but Black Mirror is like the perfect platform or franchise to do it because it's already so self aware. Right. That it really worked. And the whole time we were watching it, we were like, okay, yeah, this is really seamless. Like, the way they let you choose, mm -hmm. um, it presents it in a nice, original way where it doesn't just, like, stop the movie. Uh -huh. yeah. It integrates it in. Yeah. And by the end of it, it felt like a pretty good episode of Black Mirror. Not great. Not one of the best. Uh -huh. But the fact that you can keep going through and it oh, yeah. does spoilers, <clears throat> it is essentially like an endless loop of choices that okay. reflect the plot of the mm -hmm. show slash okay. game yeah. okay. um, that that is kind of the Black Mirror twist. Okay. You know, because yeah. the Black Mirror always has that mm -hmm. one final dig. Right. And this yeah. one, I felt like it didn't have it until it clicked, oh, okay, the viewer is getting that last dig because you okay. are just stuck yeah. going through yep. every possible scenario. Yeah. Like, okay. I think there's maybe two plus hours of content yeah and i felt like we watched a lot of that but by the end of it i was like okay i'm impressed but like i gotta turn this off and go to bed <laughs> like i don't know how much more is waiting for me but Damn. good on them good little like maze that they just trap you in cool yeah i know and i think they even kind of make it where it's like the characters start to realize that they're that you are going through because there's been times where like i did it like a couple times and then when they do some of the flashbacks, like one of the characters is like, oh yeah, I remember this scene or something like that. Oh, I remember this. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh shit. So yeah. now it's becoming self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you pick like the wrong ending, they throw you back and yeah. then it kind of recaps getting you back there. But yeah. every time it recaps, it's, it's not just rewinding and playing what you saw already. Yeah. They, they have like unique little comments yeah. about it, so oh, you're never cool. rewatching yeah. something. Like there's one it's character, all original content. Yeah, there's one character in particular that seems like more self-aware than everybody else, and he's always kind of like, I kind of remember doing this already. Hmm. And you know, like do shit like that. Yeah, nice. if you pick one ending where you let this guy survive, he's like. Well, I imagine that was pretty anticlimactic for you, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it walks off. Oh, I really yeah. want to do this now. It's pretty yeah. cool. 
No, yeah, it's awesome. I I went through and I read like all of the endings, and there's one in particular that I thought was the best, but I didn't land on that one. There's a Netflix <clears throat> ending. There's two Netflix endings. Oh, okay. We only yeah. caught one of them. We're just talking with his psychiatrist about that he's being watched by people on Netflix. Yeah. And she's like, but why would they watch you? Wouldn't they want something entertaining? And then it, it like, breaks into this huge brawl right yeah. there. <laughs> so there's, like, a there's like another one where it's, like, uh, it involves, like, him going insane and, like, murdering somebody. And then... Uh, they go to where they interview the person that's making the Netflix special. Yeah, we did. And see then, that one. and then while she, while they're like show her making it, then an option pops up where you you can smash your computer. Yeah, she's kind <laughs> cool. of getting like the curse. Yeah, or like the she, yeah, she's getting it. the curse of like what he had when he was making the video game. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, good it's in cool. that Black Mirror way. Yeah, where, snatch. Yeah, the the movie itself is fine, mm-hmm. but the you know the interactivity of it is what puts it on the list i think it's made in a way where it's like a really cool experiment where they can really now they have like a whole bunch of potential with it from going forward do you think it's gonna like catch on i bet it will but for the wrong reasons yeah because i wouldn't i wouldn't want it in anything other than like a self-aware black mirror type of yeah setting right Mm -hmm. on because it really plays with the idea like this whole thing is that he's going insane because he feels like he's not making any of his own decisions Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's creating a video game like in the 80s, which is essentially like a choose-your-own-adventure game. Right, right. And it's driving him crazy because of all the scenarios. Uh-huh. So as you're going through this, you just get all these different scenarios, and it's making you, like, frantic. <laughs> like, oh, oh shit, should I pick this? Could I have changed something yeah. way back when, when I was choosing which cereal to eat? All this. <laughs> like, there's just endless choices. Damn. Yeah, it's good. I can't imagine how much time this took. I, I know. heard the new season of Black Mirror is delayed because of how long this took to do. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I can't <laughs> imagine it, it would took be... like two years. Yeah. I think they've been working. Because this on was this. just supposed Jesus to be Christ. like a part of like an episode of like the next season, but then yeah. they were like, "Shit, this is taking forever. Let's just put we it have up like now. five hours of footage. Yeah, <laughs> we need to do something yeah. with it. Yeah, damn." Yep. So that's probably more than we need on that. But it was a very unique viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Solid for the sure. Year. Uh, JT, you want to go next? Sure, I'll go. Uh, my number 10 is uh, the Jason Reitman film from this year, Tully. Whoa. I really enjoyed it. I especially love his films like Up in the Air, where it's like you're following a character who's like, you can just tell their life is so fucked, and then they don't really <laughs> see the how fucked it is until like the very end. Young adult. Yeah, young adult out. is like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's and this one's kind of the same. Even though we're, you can, she's Charlie Theron in this is almost pretty well aware that this is not a sustainable. <laughs> this isn't sustainable, and like something needs to change. But no, it's really good. Like I, it really opened. Like cause for me, not being a parent, like I almost kind of want you guys to see it to like kind of get your takes on it, but. From an outsider looking in, it looks like parenthood is hard as fuck. <laughs> Some days. <laughs> but like they, Most days. <laughs> yeah, but they, like, frame it for her where it's like... And her, like, her husband, like, he's not, like, a bad guy. He just is kind of, like, on the outskirts, like, oh, hey, you got this, honey? Okay. And then he just, like, kind of, like, goes off and does his own thing, and she's just, like... <laughs> like it's just like like motherhood is like running Oops. her ragged and it's just it, it has like a really cool like take on like somebody like kind of wanting that 
previous lifestyle they had before kids and then kind of coming to the realization that just because it's not possible again doesn't make her less of a person mm-hmm. like it, it, it's like a, it's got like a really cool take on it and it actually has kind of like a twist at the end that i didn't i probably should have seen coming but i didn't and i thought it was really good mm. she kills the kids yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> twist uh i uh i was interested in seeing this yeah i like most of the movies uh reitman does mm-hmm. he did juno right i don't know i think he I... did for a movies podcast, you'd think I'd know more things, but Did I don't. Did he not? I thought that we was... Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Who is that? You know, I don't get connection here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did, you know. Maybe. Diablo I'm, I'm Cody just think, wrote yeah, it. Just, yeah, it's okay. Maybe and I think she wrote, wrote uh, yeah. Young Adult with him. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, maybe he did direct it. But. Yeah. I liked Up in the Air a lot, too. Yeah, I think Up in oh, the Air is probably really one good. of my favorite ones of his. I'm looking it up, Dave, just for you. Thank you. <laughs> The internet is slow in here, though, so... And this laptop is a piece. All right. What are we looking up? Juno? Juno. Here we go. Director. Look it up, T-Max. Look it up. Oh, my God. I'm getting a thousand notifications from Imperious Rex. What is this? Oh, my. Blowing up the internet. Here we go. Juno, 2007. We we got it. (laughs) Solved. Close the laptop. Uh, Director. Jason Reitman. Hey, we got it. it. We've all done it. Congratulations, IMDb. You're there for something. (laughs) (laughs) Not just to showcase The Rock's winning smile. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, Coming in from down under, Jude Smith wrote in with his top ten. Hey, fellas, heard you mention a top ten and couldn't resist adding my ten cents. Wow. What a clever little dickens. He did it. (laughs) Uh, His number ten is Isle of Dogs. Mm -hmm. Wes Anderson brings us a film every few years, and when he does, I always find something to love. So there you go. That's his number ten. Nice. Uh, Dinosaur Neil also wrote in. Yeah. His number ten, Halloween. The Halloween remake. There you go. Mm. There you go. Well... From that silence in the room, we can no, see that. I, I liked Halloween. <laughs> uh, I did see Halloween. Didn't make my list of top ten, but maybe he only saw so many movies this year. Yeah. Huh? Maybe he's got different tastes. Maybe Dinosaur Neil is on meth. <laughs> All of these things could be true. Never know. Cops don't search his house. Just kidding. <laughs> um, did you see Isle of Dogs? I never did. I'm I saw. A, Isle I'm of not Dogs. a huge Wes Anderson guy. I I like the animation, and but I feel like <laughs> all of Wes Anderson's movies like they fizzle out at the end, hmm. and this one definitely fizzles out. Where it's just like I'm. I thought it fizzled out at the beginning and never <laughs> never ignited. And I love Wes Anderson, but it is easily my least favorite really? Wes Anderson movie. I like the animation quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, the animation was perfect. It yeah. was just so like dull. Yeah, they don't really do anything. <laughs> no, I like the cast, all of it, the idea, but man, yeah. I was just bored yeah. through it. Man, I would probably die if I... No, you would hate it. You would <laughs> yeah. absolutely hate it. Um, coming in at my number 10, I have a horror flick that I actually caught this year. Horror. horror. Hereditary made wow. my number 10. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I was uh, actually surprised. I actually bumped it up to number 10. Uh, from what I had in there, and I'll give my honorable mention uh, later on. Uh, gotcha. Because I don't want to narrow anything down. I want right. to try to throw you guys off a little <laughs> bit here. But yeah, Hereditary. It actually, we did a review on it um, a couple months back, I think. Probably yeah, I don't even remember in, when we... 
October. I think, yeah, I'm we assuming. did it in October because we were doing a bunch of spooky films. Spooky films, but uh, spookiest month of the year. What? <laughs> Don't I know it, Dave? Uh, <laughs> I uh, the one knock I had against it is that at one point it just takes a jump in logic, and you kind of have to like follow it. But if you go back, like you in can the third probably act? yeah. That's my favorite part of hereditary yeah i i could see that (laughs) knowing you but like uh jt you were saying too the like they do plant little things that when you see it again you'll see that coming more and it's not just a blatant like totally tone shifting yeah experience so uh but i mean it still made one of my top 10 movies of the year so it did Mm -hmm. something right Mm -hmm. i actually really enjoyed the first chunk of it where it's just like Family, family trauma. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it's so depressing, but I was like, done very well. Yeah. Tom King, right? That. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just struck me as like a family where it's like, you guys need to go get away from yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just... They were already like hanging on by a thread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you're throwing a demon and then shit just goes downhill. Oh. Uh, yeah, but number 10, hereditary. Hmm. Dave, what do you got for number nine? Well, Troy. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Hereditary later, if you don't mind. I wouldn't it mind. it may be up higher on my own list. Um, this is pretty much where the next five of mine could be in any any order. <laughs> so we're going to go with Deadpool 2. Okay. Which surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. The first Deadpool surprised me how much I enjoyed it, uh-huh. because I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. Right. A comic book fan, but not real big on Deadpool. Right. But it was fun and really well made, mm-hmm. and I felt like the sequel was even more so, I would say. Oh. I think it was funnier. Mm-hmm. I liked all the uh, characters that they added in, even the ones that were immediately killed off, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> yeah. like the funniest bit in the entire movie. Yep. And I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed it for just a good, dumb, fun, different type of superhero comedy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm get, I guess I'm kind of getting burned out with all the Marvel movies that are so similar that this one sure. just, uh, I don't know, it struck me as different enough and well-made to be uh, above the rest. Yeah. Deadpool is like, I, I have the same feelings towards Deadpool. Like, I don't really care. I don't read them in the comics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the creative team with the movies makes it something definitely unique. And it's not stale yet. No, I'm gonna. Yeah. Say, I was gonna say like I really like this, but I do not know how much longer they can. Yeah, yeah. They can keep this up. I'm actually know? surprised they still went through with that PG-13 cut that they came out like right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, does that doing well? I have no idea. I don't think so. I think it's already out because I think I saw something where you can get it on demand already. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's already a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it didn't cost them anything to, to do it. So, so if you're, I guess if you're a big fan of Fred Savage, go ahead. Oh, boy, <laughs> am <who's> I? not? <laughs> I've already pre-ordered all of your copies. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think Deadpool is like the airplane of, of like, comic book films. Where yeah. it's just like, it just takes all of those tropes and it's just like, huh? Isn't this crazy? I do like how he does throw like a lampshade on all of it and mm-hmm. just says like, "Isn't this stupid?" Mm-hmm. But then I could, I can only take the shtick for so long, and I'm glad they're only like 
95 minutes long or something oh yeah like yeah that. it always takes me probably like 10 to 15 minutes to warm up to the movie mm-hmm. like when it starts i'm always kind of like cringing mm-hmm. and then eventually it wins me over yeah. and i have a really good time with yeah. it <laughs> same here. and i'm not like a huge comedy guy like i'm not a big comedy film goer right so this is probably like the funniest movie i've seen this year but I, it also I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> yeah, it also had like good action and superhero shit that I like, and like it was well cast. You know, Ryan Reynolds is perfect in yep. that role. Yeah, that it it just hits all the marks that it needed to, yep. and uh, I would say went above many of my expectations. And how? Yep, not the greatest movie ever, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. There we go. There you go. Right on. Well, my number nine is something we're probably going to be talking about on Monday, Troy. Oh, boy. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, sticking on that Netflix Mm. train. I very much enjoyed this, just because usually when it comes to anthology movies, there's like maybe one or two where I'm just like, could have gone without those. Yeah. (laughs) And with this one, I feel like they all stick to a common theme and tackle different aspects of that theme where I'm like, I mean... It fits together as an anthology movie. Like, mm-hmm. they all seem, even though they, they're all completely separate and never really intertwine in any way, like, the the theme and the message of all of them kind of intertwine in their own ways. And I really liked that about it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I feel like the Coen brothers are way better when they have a centralized, focused thing for, like, a 30 minutes where they don't oh, go off sure. the rails. Sure. Like, when they go off the rails, sometimes it's really good. But this, but to see them like localize their focus on like a particular thing for thirty minutes, it felt like flushed out in like an actual Coen Brothers movie, but without like some dead spots here and there. And I really liked that, especially with comedies. Yeah, I think they can do a good drama. You know, yeah. like they can give the running time to like a No Country for Old yeah. Men, and they mm-hmm. give you every aspect. Every aspect of like comedies and dramas, sometimes like dark fucking dramas. Oh really? I thought there's it was a, all comedy. No, there's a real dark one in here. Oh, okay, yeah, I need <laughs> yeah. to see this. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's like black comedy. It's, uh, I don't know. Like you, you do kind of laugh at it until you realize what's really going on at the very end, and you're like, yeah. oh shit. I mean, yeah, you do say that, <laughs> but it's kind of like. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Buster Scruggs will be coming up Mondays. Yeah. So we'll maybe so just I'll, call it quits. I'll, yeah, we'll I'll just I'll just talk then. about more more about it on uh, Monday. Um, I should pull up this other list. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, back to Jude. Jude with his number nine is Upgrade. The fight choreography alone is reason enough to love this movie. Uh, actually, Upgrade is the one on the movies that I missed list. <laughs> so I have that going on on the yeah. side. I have a few of them that I wanted to get to at the end. But yeah, yeah, same here. I did see it, though. I enjoyed Upgrade. I, yeah, you liked it quite a bit, too. And then uh, Dinosaur Neil chimes in, number nine, Isle of Dogs. All right, mm-hmm. there you go. We already talked about Isle of Dogs there a little bit, so we don't need to retread on that. Like well, Neil, you're wrong. Passively aggressive, <laughs> shipping Neil's list apart. Uh, now let's play Neil's bits. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Black Panther. Actually, uh, I don't know where or if it is on your two guys' lists here, 
But uh, I think Black Panther did a lot uh, culturally for people who needed this type of hero. Yeah. And this type of movie. But as a movie in general, I feel like it didn't do a whole lot new to the table, action Marvel movie-wise. And I thought, actually, the last chunk of it where it was just like a black panther fighting a black panther of like we've already seen this like in every marvel movie really and even the cg isn't all that great either they're just like rubbery figures falling down a pit yeah i'm like uh i don't know but there are aspects of it i did really like i like pretty much all the casting in it yeah michael b jordan is an amazing villain claw is fun as shit yeah Uh uh-huh uh the casino fight was great. Yep. That was the probably the highlight fight. of the action. Chadwick Boseman does a great Black Panther. Um, it, Shuri. Shuri is good. Um, I, I might be able to get sick of her, though, if she's in... Yeah. I she's can see uh, her. the cutesy yeah, yeah, yeah. little sister. I almost wish she was a little more serious. Like, the way she plays it in Infinity War, I think I, I like the little the tone just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's just, like, pulling hairs here. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm just not going to dwell too much on it. But Black Panther, coming in at my number nine. Number nine? Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could put it as my number eight. I'm rearranging my list as I go because it's gonna my, make this fit so it streamlines better. Yeah, yeah. As I've said, my five through ten is very interchangeable. I swear so to God, we'll Dave, go you that. start moving your list around so you and Troy start doing same for every fucking thing. Oh my I'm god, be that so pissed. I uh, <laughs> I had it up higher, but it's it could be swapped out with a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot, and then on the second watch, I think I noticed some of the flaws of it. Yeah. But I did really appreciate, like you said, what it did. Because we're a bunch of white nerds who everything we watch is made for white nerds. Mm -hmm. So it is cool to see a completely different um, representation of the types of movies that we watch. Right. And it's done really, really well. And you kind of wonder, like, wow, it took this long to do this? Yeah. I mean, of course, we were blessed with Blade in 1998. (laughs) I mean, obviously. And... That should have been enough to hold everyone over for the next 20 years. But since we are coming up on 2020, I guess it's time that we could have another great African-American hero. Um, Blade is still amazing, but uh, Black Panther represents as well. Yeah. And it extra points because I saw this with my like one african-american friend (laughs) who was pumped beyond belief for this Uh and i was very happy and excited to Uh go and see it with him and he's from africa so he brought a uh like a traditional african um i don't even know what you call it like a shirt but it hangs down to like your knees sure so he wore one he brought one for his friend he brought one for me (laughs) and (laughs) he gave it to me before we showed up at the theater uh-huh. and his wife is like, are you going to wear it? Are you going to wear it? I'm like, I'm not going to wear it to the theater. Cause I will get attacked. <laughs> if like a, a scrawny white guy walks in wearing like this African shirt. Yeah. So I waited till we got there, sat next to him, put it on uh-huh. and had a blast. You know, uh-huh. it was just yeah. cool seeing, seeing something new on screen yeah. in the type of movie that we kind of take for granted. Right. Yeah. And my kid loved it. You know, mm-hmm. he, He's young. He doesn't notice a huge difference. He liked it just for mm-hmm. the fun superhero aspect of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of like what Wonder Woman was last year. 
You yeah. know, a yeah, good, yeah. it wasn't revolutionary, but it was just a good movie uh, with a lead protagonist that we don't normally see. Right, a refreshing yeah. take on a protagonist. That's good. Yeah, Chelsea really liked uh, Black Panther a lot, even for the uh, empowering women aspect of it. Like, oh, all God, the... there's so many, like, badass women in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I like that aspect of it the most, really. Yeah. It's like yeah. all the bodyguards, these, guards. Are these yeah. badass fucking women. Yeah, this, these bald, <laughs> awesome women just fucking kill, just kicking ass yeah. the whole time. Really awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like he could just like step back and be like, all right, go. <laughs> have at it. Go, do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, like Black Panther was probably the least interesting character in the movie. Uh, yeah, I like, think so I too. liked his rival, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? M'Baku? The, M'Baku yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, the internet the was villain. thirsty for him. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> Killmonger was the you know the takeaway of yep. the movie. Yep. All of the Black Panthers women yeah. that he's surrounded with are fantastic. He was kind of like lost in the shuffle. Yeah. yeah, and he was great in it too. But it yeah. just had such a good surrounding cast. Yeah, I guess Mbaku's that guy that's the, is the husband in Us. Yeah, I just was. Told I did that not. Today. I, I didn't did not even... realize that like, he goes from being so badass in Black Panther to being so nerdy in Us. Yeah, I <laughs> like. Jesus! <laughs> just put a put a pair of glasses on him. He totally Clark Kent's up, and you're like, "What the? That <laughs> where did he come from?" <laughs> I know, like with the glasses, I look like a jacked rel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rel! Uh, I just saw him in another movie that I might bring up later. Okay. <laughs> uh, JT got some number uh, nine inch. Well, going on over there? my uh, well, eight eight inch. <laughs> My number eight, I'm almost certain, is going to be way higher on your guys' list, is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Even though, when uh, I know when we talked about it on the show, I was being nitpicky about it, but I just wanted to throw in like some different uh, viewpoints, because I didn't want it to be a show where it's like, yeah, and this was great, and this was great. I kind of wanted to like throw in like some other... Say whatever you want, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're my friends. Still... <laughs> Troy already beyond told me that... your thoughts. <laughs> I'm just saying. Beyond that, though, I thought it was. I thought it was like one of the most like revolutionary animated films made in like a while. And I, I think for this year was kind of a slow year for animation. And I thought this one came out as like a real surprise at the end of the year. So I was really into it. And uh, my small quips aside, I thought the story was still really, really well made. And could have been a real mess if... Yeah, I agree. Like, it could have been one of those stories where it's like, I don't get what the fuck this is about. <laughs> but it took its time and still did enough where it's like you can still kind of follow it as it goes along. So I thought it was a really well-made film. Mm-hmm. And how. And oh, I'm sure yeah. we'll just talk about it later. It, we yeah. will. <laughs> um, we got number eight from Dinosaur Neil, A Quiet Place. The Ooh. horror film from uh, Jim from The Office. <laughs> uh, trying to be quiet so he doesn't get eaten by monsters. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Quiet Place for Neil. I also have that on my list. Luckily, Jim's very good at facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, he's he very good at mean mugging. Yep. Uh, Surprised he didn't look at the camera and be like... <laughs> Uh, let's see. We got Jude Smith with his number eight, Mandy. Are we on seven? Wow. Your will be seven. I'm still finishing up here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down, Dave. It's a twist. (laughs) Mandy is his number eight. Uh, he goes on to say, yeah, I'm not usually into this kind of thing, but 
really, really like this. One of Nick Cage's best performances, in my humble opinion. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Mandy. And I was, I was surprised he could still do heartfelt moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still could. I just do thought it. he was just coked up, being there. like. <laughs> but no, like the beginning is a lot of him just like acting like an actual human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as he's got a trailer. It's true. Put that <laughs> man in a trailer. Towards that hell axe. Oh God. Uh, His goggles. <laughs> slicked back Nick Cage hair. Uh, my. Where am I at? Eight. Number eight is actually Dave's number nine, Deadpool two. Hmm. All right. Um, I put it just above. Black Panther. I have flip-flopped these a few times. I think I could re-watch Deadpool 2 a little more than Black Panther, so that'd be the only reason why I put it up above. Yeah, I'm gonna move mine, too. <laughs> Same! <laughs> I told you I'd put one of them in there twice. I'm gonna put Deadpool 2 in there again. My number 9 and your number 8 was my number 8. Deadpool 2. <laughs> Deadpool 2. 2! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, what we said before, I think it's well cast. Ryan Reynolds is really great. He's actually pretty charming. Um, I thought the opening to this with the Celine Dion, James Bond opening was <sighs> immaculate. That Celine Dion <laughs> song is so It's so good. good. And I love how they just made shit out of Logan in yeah. it, too. I was like, this is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and it was actually pretty heartfelt here or there, too. I was so surprised I could jump from tone to tone, and I w- didn't call it out, being like, what are you doing here? And I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. The first movie did that really well too, where after it, it opens with the freeway and then flashes back to him meeting the girl. Yeah. And immediately you're like, come on. But then (laughs) you get lost in it. And when you jump back to the action, you're like, Oh, I kind of just wanted to see more of their relationship. (laughs) Like I, they really won me over. Yeah. And that's kind of how this was. Yeah. Um, the juggernaut was a good, uh, Inclusion, a yeah. cable oh, God, I really yeah, like. I forgot Juggernaut was it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Domino was great. Oh, oh Domino Dom- was yeah. amazing. Yeah. She's probably one of my favorite parts of it. Mm-hmm. And it uh, all- Negasonic Teenage Warhead, always a blast. Hi, Wade. Hi, Yoko. But yeah, it was, I Deadpool two coming in at number eight. All right, noise. Now it's number seven. Now right? we're at number... Well, I don't know what we're on on my list. <laughs> my list been... is a free-for-all at this point. Just I'm just going to do my point. number one for the rest of the show. Um, I think this puts me at a quiet place. Mm. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to kind of agree with hey, Dinosaur Neil here. I'll save you some time and say that's my number seven as well. Ooh, oh, should we, we gangbang it? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jim! Quietly cover its mouth. <laughs> Don't make a sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I remember hearing a lot of hype for it and was like, okay, yeah, I want it to be good. It looks good. Saw it in the theater. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it afterwards, I don't know if it all holds up, but in the moment, I think it's a really good, well-made, yeah. uh, creepy horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really inventive for what it was also. Like, they could have easily just not given a shit about a lot of the things that they do in this, but the fact that they actually go through and they're like, well, let's consider, let's just consider like the smallest sound could fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do we, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Like I, I brought up when we reviewed it where it's like, they like developed a think tank of guys that were just like, okay, just think of really small shit you would do if you right. can't make a sound. And they just like thousands lay of it bags all of out. sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just lay it all out. But no, I liked it. And like, like I said, be, fucking 
John Krasinski, like all that, all those years in the office paid off because he's like he throws out facial expressions <laughs> really well. Mm-hmm. Like his his face is an act. Like his face should get like the the <laughs> acting credit for this. Yeah. <laughs> Starring John Krasinski and John Krasinski's face. <laughs> yeah, I. What a I, duo. I, yeah, I, I really liked when we were talking about it before the exact thing you're talking about yeah. the, the think tank of the minutia of little things yeah. that people have to think of like, like, even when you brought up how like when they were in that store and that that whole aisle of chips is untouched where i was like oh <laughs> shit yeah those just like little things like that and when they put like jars away in their like little storage thing it's like little cubbies filled with hay yeah so they don't clank against each other yeah how they eat on leaves and all that kind of stuff i'm like just little things like that you wouldn't necessarily even notice but when you do you're like oh that's pretty smart and that's pretty smart. Yeah. These people are smart. <laughs> well, until they get pregnant. Yeah. Well, until they fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, did, what, the rubber aisle was? <laughs> everyone took the prophylactics? What's going I'm on I'm telling here? you, they fucked in that waterfall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So they just beller. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought, I almost wish that they didn't have that moment of him and his wife talking, I think, in their cellar. Oh yeah, I thought it would have been stronger if the only dialogue was there at the waterfall, because mm-hmm. that yeah. was like it meant the most. Yeah, and that was like their one place they could do it. It felt like you know, but we still have to kind of talk a little bit about the plot and tell the audience that like yes, yeah. everything's all right. Uh-huh. I felt that was unnecessary, and I, I thought it was amazing how little dialogue there was in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they should have stuck to their guns and just had that just <laughs> right. that one scene of it. That right. was. Yeah. That was cool. I think that was there was only originally going to be one spoken line of dialogue in this. I think when we were looking up facts about it, yeah. I think that was it. But then they they threw in more. Yeah. <laughs> and was there a rumor that this was going to be a Cloverfield sequel? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I can totally see it. Like, yeah. it was, I don't think it would have. Well, it would have hurt it because then it would have just been another Cloverfield movie. Right. Yeah. But I don't think it would have like taken away from the movie itself. I think it yeah. would have immediately been like the best Cloverfield movie yeah, probably <laughs> and those things do kind of look like the things that fell off the yeah they the, could uh, yeah they totally could have been like yeah. the mites or whatever yeah, we were yep. hanging off the big monster yeah I think early on in its production I think they said they were gonna because I think it's with Paramount or something like that mm-hmm. who still owns it and they were trying to like pitch a sequel or something like that and they're like oh we just throw it on there but all the uh, people writing the script and the producers were like eh Let's try to make it its own thing, so we're not just piggybacking off of a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it, I think it paid off because it's its own thing. Oh People yeah, aren't just lumping it in with like Cloverfield yeah. Paradox or whatever. At this it point, it might be even bigger than Cloverfield right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was a movie that like everyone saw, even people that hate horror films. Like yeah. they all went and saw it. Yeah. Right. And of all the movies to see, if you don't like horror films, <laughs> I would think this would be like the most like tense, <laughs> horrific was, yeah, movie because this whole thing is like waiting for a jump scare. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but, it's just blue balling. Yes. You. You're edging the whole time. Oh, definitely. Like this is way more suspenseful than ninety five percent of what's classified as a horror movie. Right. Um, we got anything else on? No, on that. Um, I've got it. Other than Bird Box is the new Quiet Place. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's about it. That's true. This was much better though. Um, I have for Jude Smith number seven, Incredibles two. Yep, still great. <laughs> that's his quote on hey, that. Hey, all right, very good. Good job, Jude. Uh, Neil at number seven. He's got Deadpool two. Mm. So right around. I think I'm gonna move mine again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, actually, my number seven. Yes, my number seven is Bird Box. Oh. What you just said. Just oh. watched it yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was actually pretty surprised at the quality of this movie because yeah. I've been going on talking shit about it. Netflix <laughs> movies like for the last year or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, just give them a chance, man. <laughs> So I sat down to watch Bird Box yesterday. That movie is super tense. Yeah. Especially if you have kids. Fucking A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a, And I really like uh, Sandra Bullock in this. Is kind of like a standoffish kind of bitch yeah. in this. Uh, has anyone else watched this? Oh, yeah. I, I saw, yeah, I, I saw it. it uh, yeah, I saw it this And so, week. like, there's one moment in it where, like, there's, like, a... You think she's going to, like, rat out a kid or something like that? Or, like... And I was like, no. Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. And it's... it's uh, I, I wasn't too keen, I think, on the ending of it. But I enjoyed everything before that and what came to be. Are you talking about the twist where they end up? Yeah. 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 I didn't see that... Oh, no pun intended. I didn't <laughs> see it coming. <laughs> I thought but it about felt it. like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like yeah. I, I can't think of a better twist ending than that. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of new, I'm not going to spoil what the ending is. But I thought about that premise like 30 minutes before it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like not that they would end up at that kind of a place, but like I'm like, what would these people be like in this world though? <laughs> and then you kind of get to see. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> It also um, felt like a weird place for that place to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? I, a monastery, maybe, but this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we want to reintegrate them into society? <laughs> yeah. I like that. It would have been like they go down this whole two day river journey, and then just on the opposite side of this place was like a highway. <laughs> just a straight shot there. And be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder uh, I was going to say why wouldn't they just tell her what the place was over the radio but I guess maybe they were worried about you know yeah. the yeah. other people out there ne'er-do-wells learning yeah. that and um, taking advantage but it seemed like one of those things that could have summed it up <laughs> you oh know, yeah easy. very much so just yeah. with a, a sentence yeah. it's like god yeah. fuck but uh, I, I thought it was uh, I, I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I feel like this is what the happening should have been. It was yeah. absolutely a good version of the happening without like the gruesome deaths, which I enjoyed yeah. for the ridiculousness there was still some of the happening. There gruesome deaths in it though, but yeah, not not it, as gruesome as the happening, but no, I they, remember giving the happening not a pass, but yeah. I enjoy it even though it's terrible because I love the premise, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what this premise is. They could have easily good. integrated happening deaths into this movie, <laughs> yeah, and it would. Oh, it totally. would have made sense. Yep. D- do you have this on your list? No, it's not on okay. my list, but... Because I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about this. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen The Happening, but I know all about it. And I actually saw something on Facebook, like, right before I watched it, like, saying, like, oh, this is this year's The Happening or whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, going in. <laughs> but I was like, oh. This is pretty, actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah this and, blew up. Like, it is the yeah. highest watch Netflix anything. Yeah. It, yeah. And then... Um, Which is surprising. Like, I didn't hear anything about it until it was out. I saw... I heard a little bit of hype about it, but then 
like all the word of mouth, especially over like the holiday season where people just at home like watching shit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. literally everybody watched it. Oh, they totally did. <laughs> Sandra Bullock helped. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Like, she sold it. And they were blowing this up on memes too. Like yeah. there's been so many bird box <laughs> oh, memes. Yeah. My meme. favorite one is they took a, one box. of Sandra Bullock and put eyes on the blindfold and put her next to the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one of her leading her kids blindfolded past the uh, Salvation Army bell ringer. <laughs> Chelsea shared one where it was uh, Sandra Bullock in the boat and floating down river was Andy in the inflatable sumo suit from the office saying like, my name is Andy Bernard. I'm from a group from called Duff- Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> uh, so I... I did hear a little bit about this because my uh, boss at work is reading the book, or he was reading the book right before this came out, mm-hmm. and he was telling me it's like one of the best books he'd ever read, and he was telling me the plot and some of the main things that happen in it, and I was like hyped for it. I was like, this sounds amazing. Uh-huh. This sounds great. Mm-hmm. And so I was excited for it, but I didn't like hear anything about the actual show until it pretty much premiered. Right. And when I saw it, I liked it, but I was already kind of let down from what he had told me in the book. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they didn't translate it exactly or if it was just more in my imagination. But I think it's a good premise. I felt the movie was very kind of generic in almost every way possible. It was a good premise, but how everything played out was pretty much exactly how you'd expect it to play out. Um, yeah. What uh? So what is the difference from the book? Because I think Chelsea's coworkers were tra- trying to say like there is an actual origin of the actual monster. And I don't know that. I don't think something... you ever find out what they are in the book either. Yeah, I okay. love that you don't. I mean, spoilers. I guess you don't ever know what they are. Yeah, you don't even right. see them or see them. Which they, they is could great. very well yeah, just I, be like really a vis- like that. a visage that just kind of shows up, and that drives you insane. Like they don't yeah. really show like if they even have a form. Right. Yeah. My boss and I were speculating because he's a big time multiverse type of fan. Sure. <laughs> how like maybe it's just like another dimension that merged, and like you can't look at yourself, you know, oh, or you can't cool. look at another person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really like the idea that they were completely benevolent. Like, the creatures were not intending harm. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, occasionally they seem very threatening. And I think it's more interesting if they don't. Yeah. You know, if they're not, like, looming and they feel like they're going to get you, Uh they should just totally be, like, birds, you know? Like, you just you catch a glimpse of them and you're fucked. They're not, like, (laughs) stalking you. They're just there. They don't even care about you or acknowledge you. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, I, I think like, that's way creepier. I like that whole that that theory that it's you from another dimension because there's that one scene where like that that one woman asks if it's her mom, yeah, and then she kills herself. Where it's like you, she could very well just it could be that's an older version of her or her mom from another dimension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like the fact that they're literally everywhere. Right. Like, he was telling mm-hmm. me where the guy sets up a camera to see if they can see him through cameras, and almost immediately, it happens. It's <laughs> yeah, not like, yeah. oh, he had to wait hours for one of them to pass by. It's like, no, they're there, and they're constantly right. there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that is so creepy. Mm-hmm. I uh, The most far-fetched thing in there, though, is like they actually made it in a destination in a car. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, bullshit! It would be hitting every parked yeah. car on the road. No driving shit. into people's yards. That GPS does nothing. Yes. It'd be in a lake. <laughs> Just put, like, a walking stick on the end of the car. <laughs> 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 
And then last thing I'll say about it before we yeah, move on. Ahead. He said there's this great moment in the book where she has the two kids. Sandra Bullock is mothering for the two kids mm-hmm. and their babies. And she's contemplating whether or not she should blind them with bleach. Oh, oh damn. my God. He says like it gets dark at times, but she's sitting there like weighing it out and she's got the stuff in her hand like yeah, it's horrible, but they would have a better chance of survival. They would grow up blind, and they would never yeah. have the the option of Holy seeing shit. these creatures. Jesus. So that is, like, one of the things that's weighing on her through the whole movie, or through the whole book. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is that is a very real situation to have, yeah. to, or a real decision yeah. to have to make in that situation. That is horrible. Yeah. But it would maybe be better for them in the long run in that world. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I the really book probably like, has more stuff yeah. like that in it. Okay. The, uh, Chelsea was saying, like, maybe I took this out of context or, or heard half the sentence. But they were saying, like, the monsters came from, like, a tech-based thing. And it's, like, technologies. It's, like, some weird Black Mirror thing. And I'm like, mm. that sucks. <laughs> yeah. and, like, just by gauging by what you said, I don't think that's true. Somebody, no, I, must I don't have think caught that's half it. Of what, yeah. Yeah. what it was. But, yeah, I... I uh, anyway, Bird Box really yeah. enjoyed it. I might read the book next year, this year, because it sounded good. Yeah, and Trent really. Reznor did the score, so that, that oh, did he? Yeah, nice. oh, I didn't know that. It's not as ear catching as most of his stuff because yeah. I kept listening for it, knowing he did it, and then mm-hmm. completely forgetting, like, oh shit, he did the score, and I'm not listening. <laughs> like, it's it doesn't like rule the movie like right. Social Network or something. Yeah, right, it's yeah. way more subtle. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave. What do you got for number six? Uh, looks like right Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say twice or three times you had a movie in there? Um, my next one is Halloween. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, and again, these are all interchangeable. Right. That's but, fine. Uh, uh, you don't I, have to keep reemphasizing that. I get it. <laughs> I feel weird having Deadpool, but then you guys have had it in there too, so I don't feel so bad. But uh, I really enjoyed Halloween. Um I don't know. I Halloween's one of my favorite slasher series. Yeah. And they haven't made a good one in a good long time. <laughs> That's true. And this one felt very good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know how much more to talk on it. And it's been a little while since I've seen it. But I just remember really enjoying, like, all the scares, all the setups were yeah. really well done. Yeah. I liked how they uh, let you kind of be a voyeur with Michael as he wandered around yeah. from house oh, yeah. to house. That long that take was, was interesting. Uh, really good. Yeah, and I guess they kind of did that in some of the original ones, but this one it felt way more like they weren't so interested in building tension and making you like, when's he going to pop out? It was like, no, you're going to see it from his eyes, right. and you're just going to feel bad for all these victims <laughs> yeah. that just don't expect it coming. Cutting a swath through a city block. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. they almost build up tension with just scenes where he'll just stare at somebody where it's like, oh, don't kill them. Don't kill them. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> don't kill them. <laughs> right? They got a party to go to or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, all the characters were pretty likable. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them felt real, I guess, for horror movie characters. Not sure. terribly cliche. Uh, that the little kid that was being babysat was hilarious, oh, yeah. but not in like a dumb like horror movie comedy right. way. It just like all of it kind of worked for me. Yep. Uh, the mask was great. Michael yep. Myers was great. Yep. It was all good. Like it avoided every mistake that the last seven or eight sequels have done. Oof. And it also kind of like took a lot of the elements from those sequels and just put them all in this, but made it work. 
Because yeah. I remember seeing the trailer and being like, it looks good, but it's a lot of stuff that we've seen in the last handful of movies. Mm-hmm. But I guess they're just going with like, well, most people probably didn't, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> we can, don't care. Yeah, and we can make something with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never would have guessed Danny McBride uh, <laughs> yeah. steering oh, yeah. the Halloween franchise. Um, the one negative I have with it is like near the end where they do get to... Uh, Lori Strode's house, mm-hmm. or it's just like set up as like a trap. extreme Home Alone trap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And why do you have mannequins in that room? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, That's where she stores her shooting mannequins. Stupid yeah. idiot. Yeah. Put them outside. And why would you go in there if you think he's in there? Like you just wait. You right, know yeah. what, what's he gonna? He, he's, he's not gonna stay in there for days. And just stand outside the door. Because in this, they really reemphasize that he's not a demon. He's a real person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, couldn't she just have locked all of those doors and just starved him out? <laughs> just like wait until he was just weakened and just go in there and unload a shotgun into him. Yeah. Well, if we're getting on that, like the ending, they leave it kind of open for a sequel. Yeah. yeah this was yeah. gonna be like the definitive ending, and right. then again, they kind of yeah. like, but is he? Yeah, yeah. There was a moment where it could have easily been the definitive ending. Is they're <laughs> yeah. like staring at him as he's meeting his yeah. fate. Yeah. And they all have like shotguns. <laughs> yeah. It's like why not just take it one step closer and just mow him <laughs> right. down there? Yeah, just really put a period on that <clears throat> sentence. Yeah, but overall, it was it was good. It kind of mm-hmm. took its time getting going. Mm-hmm. I liked the exploration of him in the sanitarium and all Mm -hmm. that. I wasn't huge on the twist with his doctor. I felt like that was out of left field. Mm -hmm. And I I don't like that the fact that that this movie negates Halloween 2, which is a really good sequel. Yeah, Yeah, Halloween 2 is not bad. I put it right up there with the original. The fact that it takes place like immediately after the original, Mm -hmm. I usually just kind of look at them as one big film. And I don't like that this doesn't yeah. allow that to exist they only in this really continuity. Cut it out because that's where they reveal that Lori's his sister. Yeah, yep. That's the only reason they keep, they keep it out. <laughs> right. Which um, I think makes more sense on why Michael Myers would want to kill her anyway. Like, yeah. just as that connection with her, and it's not just like, hey, I randomly bumped into you like 30 years ago. Right. I'm just going to come back and try to kill you again. Like, for what? <laughs> and I think that was kind of the point of this. It's just, you know, it's kind of like that just yeah. aggressive guy targets some poor girl and just won't leave her yeah. alone it's type like, of thing. It's like homicidal serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that's what they're going for, but it, it still could have been his sister, and it's not that different from yeah. just him targeting her randomly. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that it is good. It is good, but I yeah. I wish that number two could still exist alongside it. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it is it it is like a sequel right after Halloween because it, it almost makes it m- make more sense based on the fact that like people aren't on edge where it's like it happened like forty years ago and people are now people are going back to normal whereas like in the other sequels it's like. This happened like three years ago. Why are you like this happened trick last or treat? Night. Yeah. yeah, this happened like yeah, this happened like a year ago. Why are you trick or treating right now? Get Ben Tramer back in here. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to take that mask off. Ben Tramer He's gonna get hit by a car. I was hoping to Christ that they said my husband Ben Tramer. Like, <laughs> like, like oh yeah, got Ben. Uh, and I do like the fact too that they're talking about it. We're like, yeah, he killed like what six people? Like. I mean, it's too bad, but it's not like a tragedy. It's not like a massive (laughs) disaster, you know? Like, there's worse things than this guy. Like, why are you so hung up on Michael Myers? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like those that kid's argument is like, there's like school shootings and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the big deal? Who cares? Yeah. It happened 40 years ago. Yeah. It's like, damn, like he's kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good. I enjoyed Very it. Very good. Mm-hmm. JT? Oh, uh, my that? number Their six phone. is uh, Stars Born. Oh. I really enjoyed this film. So much so that it made its number six. Yeah, it's number six. Yeah, uh, like Lady Gaga is really fucking good in it. Like Mm -hmm. the way they play up, they they play her up as like really coming from like being a waitress at a shitty job to literally being like a superstar. And the way she plays it up, where it's like everything is so unbelievable to her. Like you, she, the way she reacts to everything, it really makes you feel for her. Where. You're like, oh man, like I feel like I'm on stage singing right now. Like like Bradley Cooper plucked me out of a weird drag club and now I'm like <laughs> going on the road with him and now like people are like really getting into like what I'm doing. Like it's just she's so good at like just playing like an everyday person that just automatically becomes famous overnight. And I think that's really good. And it also does a really good job of showing just how shitty and repetitive pop music is <laughs> like if you listen to like the pop music that they put on the soundtrack that she ends up singing when she becomes super famous it's like the worst shit ever but you could totally see it being played on the radio yeah like it's a lot like it's so like it's like that music where it's like you can tell it's written by a guy because it's like her like begging for a man to like heal her and shit. <laughs> it's like, oh my oh god. god! But it's like made, disgusting. but it's like made that way where it's like she sings all these really heartfelt like thought out songs when she's on the road with Bradley Cooper, and then when she becomes famous and like people start writing songs for her, it's just the most repetitive, gross shit. <laughs> Like she, uh, she like scolds a man for having that, having an ass like that in those jeans. Like you're just like, oh, Lady Gaga, <laughs> why are you singing this horse shit? <laughs> but it's it's really good, and the ending is ridiculously sad. <laughs> oh yeah, I um, I actually watched a retrospective on all of the Star Is Born movies. Yeah, from all the way back to like the '40s, I think, because mm-hmm. I didn't know this was remade like four times. Yeah. It was, I knew of the Barbara Streisand one. Yeah. Back in the 70s. And then Judy was, Garland did one. Julie Garland did one. And then there was another one before that even. And I'm like, holy shit. And then uh, all of them kind of changed with the times. And then they were kind of talking about this one. And I'm like, I really want to see that. I mean, I wanted to see it in general because I heard it was good. But then it made yeah. me want to watch it even more because they said like they really updated for the times and make it fit this oh yeah time and place and everyone's great in it yeah they spend more time on like the bradley cooper character in this more than any other movie yeah and he is like he plays like an alcoholic in the way where it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit like for what i i've seen like oh, i've seen <laughs> i've seen like uh portrayals of alcoholics where it's like that doesn't seem real but in this it's like oh god yeah, that sounds. That seems like a genuine alcoholic. Oh god! <laughs> like he's he plays it where it's like he is just once he gets down to a certain path, he is like inoperable. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> it's like oh my god. Um, I forgot what my point was because it sounds just tragic. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I I uh, this actually made 
my movies on a missed list. The missed list. Well, it's my number six. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, well, well. Let's jump in to see what Jude Smith said. Uh, for his number six, it was Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm. The closest thing to a Tarantino movie this year. While it does at times fall into an imitation of Tarantino, it still manages to find its own unique voice. For the most part, Goddard is now two for two. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I actually saw this this week. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's on streaming now. It's right? on streaming. Yeah, I they actually had to, I had to buy it, but I yeah. was like, "Fuck it, I really want to see this." I was the same way. I I just had to add it to my movies I missed. Yeah. I've heard it was great from everyone I talked to. I really, yeah, I really liked it. it. You can definitely tell it's a Drew Goddard film because it's just like it has like that B movie feel to it, but it's still like really well done. What else and did he do? He did Cabin in the Woods, I think. Didn't oh he? yeah, he did, and he uh, helmed Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But this is really good because it's like it's not like one of those where it's like they're all connected. Like they're all separate stories that their shittiness kind of collides with each other. <laughs> where they they're all at the, at the hotel for a certain reason, and they all have shitty things following them to the hotel, and they all like collide into each other where they all have to deal with it together. Cool. And I love really... that type of movie. Yeah. I should have seen this in theater, but I missed <laughs> yeah. it. But I, that is exactly like one of my favorite types of Yeah, it's of good. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, Neil. Dinosaur Neil came in with uh, Black Panther for his number six. Yeah. So he's pretty much hitting all the ones that we're hitting here. Gave him a lot of shit at the beginning. Uh, yeah, so now, but now he's kind of he, he's he's straightened out. He's so warm, we've warmed up. Saved. He's reached that good. Deadpool level of like, yeah, I'm having fun with this. <laughs> a little off putting at well, first. I guess Neil's not a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, my number six is the Bo Burnham directed uh, Eighth Grade. Ooh. Um. I. Anyone else see this? I know Joel. You saw. Oh it. yeah. Uh, I, think, I think I caught it. Um, but I really enjoyed this for a different, fresh take on a coming to age kind of a story. Um, it was very real, which I appreciated. It wasn't like an over the top kind of comedy. It was like this girl, she's 13, 14 years old and she's an awkward 13, 14 year old in this world. And like, even they would give Bo Burnham shit by like, that's too old of a reference for this. So they would rewrite the script as they would go. Really? And kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I think in the beginning they were just like, uh, yeah, just gonna, everyone's going to talk on like Facebook Messenger or whatever. And like, nobody uses Facebook. And so they all use like Snapchat and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. rather. So it's like, man. And like, I feel like the comedy is on point. It's very, uh,. I guess if you, especially if you have kids, I hate that I'm the person that says that all the time. (laughs) But there's points in this that it's very hard to watch because it's just so awkward and tense in some places. Like kids like kind of growing up and trying to like do stuff independently. Mm -hmm. So there's very awkward, gross moments that you're like, oh, this is so fucking weird to watch. (laughs) But like it's, I, I feel like it's really well done. And... I think more movies need to be like this mm-hmm. rather than just the same old trite coming out all the yeah. time. Yeah. Is this out on DVD yet? I think it's... Yep. Yeah. 
streaming if you didn't oh. want to give it a chance. Yeah, well, I, yeah I wouldn't mind watching it. Yeah, it's on DVD and stuff. Yeah. I think I rented it off uh, Amazon. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'll yeah. have to get it. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely talk more about this later, but uh, oh, I will geez. say that, like, <laughs> watching this, I was like, how the fuck did American Pie get made? Where it's like, <laughs> this is literally, like, they're just, all they're doing is just making, like, references that feel true to life, and it's way funnier than American Pie ever was. Well, you didn't grow up. <laughs> 15 years ago. Oh, wait. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you ever heard of Blink-182? <laughs> it's like, why, why get, like, a bunch anthem. of, like, why get a bunch of 30-year-olds that are talking about fucking each other when, like, this is even way funnier than that? Yeah. There's some legit conversations where they're, like, at the mall, where they're just, like, bickering back and forth with each other. I'm like, this is so real and very funny. Yeah. <laughs> they have, yeah, they have a conversation this that... That uh, Molly Pops had because they had like they had like a similar situation had where like her and her classmates were like, yeah, why is that? And it's like super offensive if you just yeah. like say it's it like kids like, in, like trying to push the boundaries. Yeah, it's like whatever. kids just like being kids where it's like they're pretty much just making fun fun of a dead person from their school, right? Basically, <laughs> what's this rated? Is it like a hard it's rated R? R? It's rated R. It's okay. not, I wouldn't say it's a hard R, but it's like I. Fuck, I'd, I'd have my kid watch this if he was in middle school. Like, I, I feel like it opens your eyes to, like, kind of experiences that you would probably face okay. if you were going into middle school. Um, yeah, I needed to watch more movies like this this year. I had a hell of a time coming up with my list because I've just been, like, taking my kids to, like, cheesy, yeah. you know, blockbuster movies. Yeah. yeah. And none of them have been bad, but none of them have been any better than the other one. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> yeah, just all, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Better than I thought, maybe, but not good, you know? Yeah. And that was a lot. I saw a lot of movies this year, and that was, like, the majority of them. I didn't see any, like, really good artsy-fartsy shit that I normally love. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to count how many movies I actually did see that came out this year. I saw a shit ton. Like, a surprising amount. <laughs> but it was all stuff that my younger self would have, like, punched me in the balls for watching. <laughs> like, Really? Saw that? I uh, actually saw 25 movies this year. I can't and even tell you how many I've seen. I know you are just have no life, so you can do whatever you want at any given point in time. But yeah, I even though some of them are terrible, they still came out this year. Like I have Gotti on my list, <laughs> but like it's a movie that came out this year and I saw it. Yep. But um, I was actually surprised I got to. That's like more than two a month, which. Mm. With, a, with, like, a kid. And our show. And our show. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all the other shit <laughs> that I stressed myself out about, I still got to 25. That's pretty good. Yeah. Even though I did cram a lot in the last, like, month. Yeah. But... And you got me, like, being like, hey, Troy, you should watch this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got it from both ends. So like, yeah. hey, you should watch this. Hey, you should read this. Like, <laughs> fuck. Read this while you watch this. But pay attention <laughs> to both. some weeks where it's just like... And also take care of your kid. <laughs> And please your wife. <laughs> There's something that's going to give, and it's always pleasing the mm, wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh shit. But what do we got for... Are we in the top five now? Top five! Are we? Yeah. We, we are. are. And we're still less than an hour and a half in. This is probably the fastest this has gone so far. Yeah, My throat could go. give out at any moment. I don't know how many Deadpool 2s I've got left in me. <laughs> All right. My number five. We're at the halfway point. Um, I think the first movie I saw last year, Annihilation. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I saw it, and I was like, huh, I don't know what I, th 
I don't know what I think of that. Uh-huh. And then I watched it again when I bought it on Blu-ray, and I liked it more. And I think I watched it one more time, and it's a movie that grows on me every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. And it is a weird movie that it took me a couple viewings to really kind of make up my mind about what it's even about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't have it fresh in my mind, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but I do. I, <laughs> I do really like like the theme of humans are inadvertently self-destructive, mm-hmm. and that is kind of the path that her, uh, Natalie Portman's character, her husband, and all the women that go into the Shimmer have in common. Mm-hmm. Where like I think humanity just kind of leads themselves to like self-sabotage and stuff like yeah. that. And it was, I don't know, it was just a weird, creepy, beautiful at times, introspective, depressing sci-fi movie that does not spell anything out clearly. And oh, you're kind of left, mm-hmm. like, having to come up with your what you think it's all about. Mm-hmm. And it was really well done. It had some genuinely creepy moments. Did you see it, Joel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You it's, didn't it's, see it, Troy? It's further it's up on my list. on my missed okay. list. Okay. All right. Yeah. I won't, I'll let you cover it more if it's up higher for you, but um, there's some great, like, creature moments. Yeah. There's some amazing character moments, uh, a lot of pain, and acceptance i don't know it's yeah when when we can spoil it more when we when you want to talk okay. about it but yeah, i I'll, wouldn't I'll mind go, talking about the ending it. with you i feel like yeah i i from what i saw i think it's like an allegory for something really cool but i'll talk more about it when we get into it yeah and this is the second movie from alex garland yeah i think he did he did ex, the guy that did ex machina, ex machina yep. which is great yeah ex yeah ex machina is really great and when i saw this i think i was still thinking Ex Machina was better, but upon rewatches, I think Annihilation is moving up higher for me yeah. between mm-hmm. the two. I saw that it's going to go on Hulu on the 5th. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to... Because on Amazon Prime, you can only just buy this still. Yeah. And like, granted, maybe it's so good that it probably just should. I bought, then... it, I bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I bought I was it like, the day fuck. it came out. And I'm like, god damn. But then it was like one of my choices rather to watch... Bird Box or Annihilation before yeah. now? Yeah. And I was like, well, Bird Box is free. <laughs> and more topical. <laughs> and I see that it's coming. This was literally a yeah. year ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then I saw it was coming to Hulu on the 5th. I'm like, I can wait that long to watch it for free. Definitely. So. Definitely. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Well, I've wanted to. It's been the one that I keep coming back to. Like, should I watch this? And I'm like, yeah, it's I like nine. I actually legit bought. I, I like bought it like just in case, where I was like, if we have one free day, I'm gonna make Troy watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. I think this guy wrote uh, Sunshine from Danny Boyle, oh, yeah. and I think he did 28 Days Later too. I think he did Damn. too. Yeah, so he's got a yeah. great like sci-fi horror catalog mm. to his name, and then he just started directing, and he's doing bang up work there too. Check him out. Yeah. Uh, JT, what do you got for number five? Uh, my number five is a, a film that we covered on the show, Game Night. Mmm. Because, thank fucking God, someone made a well-shot, actually funny comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't Edgar Wright. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, uh, I think I, that's it. I think he's the only guy that does like, it. <laughs> like, I, like, I, uh, I know, uh, Dave, you said you're not a big fan of comedies, but I love comedies, and... There has been such a fucking drought of good comedy lately. Yeah. I like a good comedy, but yeah. they're just there aren't None any, of them are you know. Good. Like anyone who's like hot at the moment, 
yeah. their movies are going to be garbage. Yeah, all and they everyone do... will go and see them and laugh, but, like, they're not funny, yeah. guys. Like, the major trend now is just take, like, a really big name in comedy and just put them in just a throwaway scenario and just have them ad-lib for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. I think and... it was, like, the Judd Apatow movement, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I liked that when it started, and now yeah. I can't and stand now it's, it. Yeah, now yeah. you're getting, like, way lesser directors that are just being like, oh, just, just do what you want to do. We can do that. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. And it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. We'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. It, we'll it, make it, it work in the editing. Yeah. It gets so dumb and meandering where I'm just like, this. I just want a good, well written comedy. And, like, not only did it get a well written comedy, but this one is shot beautifully. Yeah. Like, it's, it's ridiculous how well this movie is shot. Really? Yeah. yeah. The oh. cinematography in this is. Amazing. Yeah, okay. like he well, finds a, like some weird camera. I'm on board. Like he does like this weird camera shit where like it's it it blurs out everything besides like this like circle in the middle and it makes like actual real life look like an actual game board. Really? Like you'll zoom in on on a on a scene and it makes like everything look like a model and then when you get close enough you're like oh shit this is all real. I'm looking at a real car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this uh is Jason Bateman in this? Yeah, yeah, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Oh, okay. I know of this, but I know nothing about yeah, it. Like, is it like a dark comedy? Kind of. Uh, I would say it's, it's more super... comedy, okay. just comedy comedy, but Yeah. Yeah, like there's just there's just like random scenes they throw in there where it's just so well shot and it doesn't even need to be in a comedy like this. Like they have like a scene where they're just throwing a Fabergé egg back and forth to each other and it looks like it's all in one take where it's like this doesn't need to be in here but it's cool i like it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Keep my eyes open for this one yeah it's really boys. yeah it's it's definitely one that's it surprised the hell out of me because i went into it being like okay jason bateman this might be a fun comedy and it's like holy shit it's really funny and it's actually well shot and there's actually like scenes of action that are like inventive and yeah like wow what the hell? Yeah. Why was this made? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was on board when Jason Bateman was announced. Um, and then when we actually went to watch it, I was like, man, this is... This movie far exceeds yeah. what my expectations were. It was like someone made this on a dare where it's like, <laughs> where it's like, hey, I got this really shitty comedy script. Anyone want to make it? And they're like... I'll make it, and I'll make it really fucking good. <laughs> I'll show you, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we are, you, is that it? Yeah, that's are it. Um, actually, jumping into Neil's number five, he also has Game Night for number five. Same, same. <laughs> you got him. Uh, going back to our friend from Australia, Jude. He has Mission Impossible Fallout hmm. for his number five, saying. Best action movie I've seen in a long time, and mayhaps Cavill at his finest. Bathroom fight? Mm. Real good. Real good. Beth. 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 Four words. Bathroom fight. Beth. Bathroom. Best four words ever put together. Best bathhouse fight. <laughs> that goes to that Russian. Oh, uh, Easter Promises. Yes, Easter Promises. Yeah. That's right. That is the best bathhouse fight. <laughs> best Vigo Mortensen. Oh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I would say that. Um, my number five, we've already talked about. I have a quiet place for number five. Right mm-hmm. on. I don't know if we really need to. <sighs> Thanks for taking time out of your busy review to get me a beer trip. <laughs> well, you're just, like, antsy over there. <laughs> I want it. Um, yeah, 
We've already talked about it to death already, but so I'm coming in at number five with A Quiet Place. What'd you think of the monsters in it? I thought they were fine. Yeah. I liked them. I actually liked how they were designed. Like, their head looked like one big eardrum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was kind of mixing up two monsters. I don't know which... I think the monster from Super 8 I was, like, mixing up with mm. these. But, yeah, the monsters for this were really... They were yeah. vicious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really vicious. And I did like their head design where like pieces of it could open yeah. up and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, like they vibrated like their own, like yeah. they vibrated like an eardrum would. Yeah. The only um, thing that I, I guess I didn't necessarily like in it was kind of like the ending where it's like they figure out kind of spoilers. They figure out kind of like how to defeat them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, game chick, on. Chick, chick. chick. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I also didn't like how, if we are spoiling it, how Krasinski goes out. Yeah. I didn't actually expect that. I, like, I get the sacrifice, but how could you just stand there and let them kill you when you're holding an axe and you're, <laughs> you're just like... trying to hack Yeah, it's thing. like the second that thing kills you, it's going back after your kids. You're not even <laughs> yeah. going to take a swing at it. Yeah. That really struck me as like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I get the, I get it, but mm-hmm. put up a little bit of a fight there. <laughs> right. Can't you like just be quiet, like behind <laughs> it, and like huck an axe at it, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They were vicious though when yeah. they first attack there. Yeah, yeah. they attack the family. That oh, I mean, yeah. I knew it was coming because they kind of show it in the previews. Yeah, but I didn't know it was coming like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make it seem where it's like if you do make a sound, you're, you're yeah, just be yeah. like, oh, well, I'm just gonna sit here and die. I did like though that <laughs> they really up the stakes right in the beginning, and they like just off one of the f- kids. Yeah, and yeah. Oh like, god, that was holy horrible. fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you do now? <laughs> As a dad, oh, I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's over something so menial die. too. Yeah. yeah. Little robot like, toy. Just, yeah, just like treating like this rocket toy like it's a nuclear bomb, or they're like. <laughs> Like he's got, I gotta disarm this by taking out the D cell batteries. <laughs> but I really, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I just wasn't a huge fan of the ending, is all. Yeah, yeah, I thought. But really, a quiet place was like the only other horror movie besides Halloween I saw before I started cramming stuff in like Hereditary and Bird Box yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And even some of them aren't even horror; they're just like suspense yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah. Thought it was a quiet place. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. My turn? We on the four? We're on four, Dave. The final four. All right. Well, allow me to rage in my cage a bit here because I'm pulling out <laughs> Mandy. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where do, I, where do I even begin with this? How much time we got? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll try to keep it short, but... This is right up my alley. I said I haven't seen anything artsy this year. I've seen this, and I guess that just that, that did me in for the rest of the year. I love the fact that these things still get made and made well uh-huh. like this. I mean, this could have been terrible. Yeah. This director, Posmos Kamastos, or whatever his name is. Yeah. He did another movie that was super avant-garde like this called Beyond the Black Rainbow, probably like seven years ago and it was unwatchable it had (laughs) it had the same like aesthetic where it looked like it was shot on video like in the 70s and you just find it in an old video store oh yeah and like i really wanted to like it because it has that that 
atmosphere that really pulls you in. You're like, oh, this is fun. This is like a nostalgic, you know, but it was so dull. And this is such an improvement from that. Like it Mm -hmm. starts off slow. (laughs) The first half of this is really slow, but my Lord, when it ramps up, does it ever (laughs) go out with a bang? Like the second half directed tombstone. No way. Yeah. No, he did Panos Cosmatos is a writer and director known for Mandy, Beyond the Black Rainbow, and Tombstone. Oh, yeah! Shit! He did not direct Tombstone. It, listen, IMDb <laughs> is right here. Well, check what his credit is. It says he's a writer-director associated, or known for it. What is he known for? I don't I'll, think he directed I'll, Keep going on with your thing. I'll open up Tombstone. Yeah, camera and electrical. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fucking direct Tombstone. <laughs> Oh, his dad did. George yeah, that's P. right. Yeah, Cosmatos. yeah. Okay. Got yeah, it. I remember hearing. All right. Like, so he was probably in film school when this happened. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry remember... to enrage you so <laughs> no. much, Dave. I remember he was like the son of someone who directed something really, really profound. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. Anyway, Started well, derailing. Well, anyway, <laughs> now that I've been derailed, um, I don't know. It's just. It, it's just this weird throwback to like LSD, grindhouse, mm-hmm. drug cinema mm-hmm. of the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact that he got Nick Cage to take this wonderful journey oh, with him right. just elevated it right. into new grounds. Where if it was another actor, I don't think it would have hit. But the fact yeah. that he picked out, or they found each other, him and Cage, uh-huh. and made this. And Cage is already known for his antics. Right, and then to right. put him in this, which is so a bizarrely Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. And just like, yeah, you're going to be this hero that's, you know, avenging his dead wife. And you're going to forge an axe. And, like, a death metal axe. <laughs> yeah, and go after yeah, yeah. this, like, demon biker gang. Uh-huh. And take a bunch of weird drugs yeah. and have a chainsaw battle and release a oh, tiger the in the woods. Yes, the tiger for no reason. <laughs> no, it is just like it is insane. It is insanity put on film. Yeah. yeah. And like the weird droning soundtrack and the purple pink like color hue that would fade in and yeah. out. Uh-huh. It is just it is like a work of art. And I don't say that in like a artsy fartsy way. I'm saying it is art and it's subjective and you will either love it or hate it yeah. but yeah. you cannot say that this is objectively good or bad it is just <laughs> art on film yes yeah that's very true we did a review on it yeah. earlier in the year um i can i can say it's not on my list i i didn't feel the same as you but uh, that everyone listening to this knows what i <laughs> i hate art apparently it's, <laughs> it's been blown up on twitter that i hate yeah. anything artsy <laughs> That I just don't understand it. So uh, yeah, uh, this would easily make my list if like the first hour wasn't like a bit of so a slow. slow. It's yeah, slow. You could probably chop a half hour. Yeah, out of the first yeah. hour. Yeah. Like I didn't hate the first hour. It's just that there's points where he's just kind of like he lingers on things a little too long. Mm. I mean, I know why he does it because it's like I'm gonna spend the money to make this scene. I'm gonna really show you this fucking scene, and I get that. Show you every inch of this trailer. Yeah, (laughs) and I get that, but it's like, ah, man, you could have. There's no payoff to it. It's just like you're sitting there, and it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen his first movie. (laughs) This was like a breeze (laughs) compared to what I like. But my background with this guy, I was like, this is really moving along. But that 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 second hour, if that second hour was like just a movie, I would. 
That'd probably be uh, like my number seven. Yeah. <laughs> like I that, fucking love that last hour of this. That second half is just amazing. <laughs> like I was afraid it wouldn't pay off. You know, yeah. I saw the trailers. Yep. I was like, yeah. this looks good, but I know this guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it could I've look good. And then he of. could like do a 180 and just like pull the rug out from under and make it like end abruptly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, he, he follows through yeah. on the premise yep. of like, this is Nick Cage yeah. going full cage, right. yep. hunting down like a uh, evil biker gang yep. and getting revenge on them. Yeah. And like, if that's what trips your trigger, <laughs> this will <laughs> blow your head off. <laughs> uh, very good. I, have you just been itching to talk about Mandy this whole time? No, that was all spur of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the figurative snort of cocaine <laughs> that Nick Cage does on the table there and went for it. Well, uh, my number four. Uh, this one, I actually uh, want to give credit to uh, the podcast Credits Due. Because they're the ones that kind of uh, highlighted this for me and... I was just watching on a whim one night when I was going to bed, and I couldn't sleep that night because it was so fucking good. Uh, a <laughs> film on so Netflix. Scared. <laughs> uh, maybe the uh, the film on Netflix. Uh, I think it's made in Scotland. Uh, Caliber. Oh yeah, mm. you brought that up the other yeah, day. Yeah, it is so fucking good. This, if you ever want to watch a movie that just epitomizes paranoia. Watch Caliber. Mm. It, it's I'm, I don't want to spoil too much because just you, the way it plays out, you need to experience it for yourself. But it's pretty much two friends in Scotland go into the go into the country and stay at a small town to go hunting together, and something goes terribly wrong, and just things just fall apart all around them, mm. and it is so fucking good and just common everyday conversations you'll have with just like small town people just turn into these like what do they know mm-hmm. are they what are they how are they looking at me that way like what what's happening like mm. everything every small thing even people that are nice to them they're just like why why are you being nice to me who are you <laughs> like every every conversation they have with the people in this town makes you so fucking paranoid for them <laughs> or it, it it is literally like one of the best movies that like epitomizes paranoia and i i fucking loved it is it uh it's spelled like calibre right? yeah yeah it's the it's the like the Isn't european that how you spell caliber no well american caliber is like b e r yeah and like, okay. R-E or something yeah like that. who's uh who's the lead in it that Credits I don't do. even know. Well, how did credits do come on it? Don't they usually uh, pick some? some no, they they. It was like a. It was like a. It was like a. Um, a recommendation. Recommendation that one of them had, where oh, they okay. just like saw it on a whim, and they were like, "I fucking love this," and I was like, I think "Okay, like I'll Tyler give it a shot." Owen saw it. I think. Yeah, like I'll give it a shot, and then I saw, I'm like, uh, "Holy shit!" I love a movie that completely epitomizes a feeling. Yeah. Where you're watching this, and you're like, "This is exactly what that." emotion feels yeah. like and it, and it's literally like they'll have conversations with people where they should have absolutely no idea what's going on but like just like a sudden like like a like a slight eyebrow raise or like a huh is this like oh fuck they know something uh-huh. and it just turns the entire scene into something completely different where you're like oh shit 
<laughs> yeah, there's a French movie called Cachet that yeah. is very similar sounding to that. Yeah. It's someone that's like being haunted by something from his past and yeah. he's always like second guessing everyone mm-hmm. around him that same type of like yeah. weird paranoia. No, mm. definitely check out Cal cuz it, it literally snuck up on me. I didn't even expect it to like show up on my list, but when I saw it I'm like, fuck. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like it just made me like and it's like literally like things where it's like I would probably do that and then it ends up the way it ends up where you're like I'd have been fucked <laughs> was this a Netflix original I think it was yeah okay yeah hmm. but I think it was like made in uh, in Scotland cool solid it's really fucking good I'm gonna have to check it out it's like now like the second time you brought it up and I'm like oh boy I need something that I don't need to eat popcorn with to enjoy <laughs> <laughs> just like a good thinker of a movie that used to be my go-to I've been <laughs> slacking Damn kids. Um, <laughs> I know. What are you going to do, right? Mm. Just watch Coco a th- fucking thousand times? I've only seen the first half of Coco probably 12 times. I've never been able to finish it. Really? I watched it before we did this. So uh, I want to finish it. They just, like, they always it's watch really it without me, movie. and then they turn it off. I'm like, guys, haven't finished it's it yet. It's a great movie, but Jesus uh, Christ, again. How's Poco Loco doing? How's uh, Poco Loco's good. Um, I think my new favorite song in it is the very last song. That he oh. sings as the movie's wrapping up. There you go. Mm. That's my new favorite thing now. Is that one? I love getting. I love like diving into the minutia of like what you think about Coco after watching. <laughs> Do it you know times. on the Afrenda <laughs> when you first see it, there are three family photos on the very bottom that those characters are never introduced in the afterlife. Oh my god! They are like they the black sheep of the family or something. Maybe uh, they already. Were you telling me a different Coco fact just last week? <laughs> a I different have random ton of Coco like facts. shoemaker fact <laughs> about <laughs> Coco. Maybe they maybe they already got forgotten and they just were too late. No, uh, well maybe that could possibly be true. But Pixar this family, the Riviera family, undercurrent. looks pretty. Yeah, they seem pretty into their family. They're pretty into making sure their pictures are on the ofrenda so they're not exactly. forgotten. Exactly. And shoes. Uh, and obviously shoes. They <laughs> yeah. love yeah. shoes. Yeah. Uh, where are we? It's a, oh, Neil. Coco for the next five movies. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, any thoughts? <laughs> uh, love. There we go. Uh, no. Uh, four for Neil is Annihilation, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Saw that. I think he's actually mm-hmm. tried to talk to me about it before, and I'm like, well, I've never seen it, so don't talk to me about it. Yet, so. <laughs> Fuck off, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, number four for good old Jude, Infinity War. More about the experience than the movie, but still fantastic. I would, uh, I would agree there. Mm-hmm. Good old Jude. Good old Jude. My number four may surprise the both of you, unless Dave peeked and saw what it was what? already. I looked, but I didn't really pay any attention to what I looked at. My number four movie is Paddington 2. You watched it? I did. I would implore everyone <gasps> to watch Paddington 2 if you want to just feel great. I've heard so many good things about Paddington 2. I've never seen the first one. Really? Yeah. I got the gist of it from whatever they were talking about. Like, he finds a family I think it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Shit. Um, it is great. Paddington is, like, a little naive bear yeah. who doesn't really know how the real world works, but they don't treat him like an idiot. Yeah. He just, everybody loves him and he makes everybody's day better. And then there's a part where he gets 
framed for a burglary? For murder. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with murder. <laughs> he gets framed for rape. <laughs> oh, and no. And then he, like, goes to a prison. And the whole time he's in jail is amazing. Like, it's so touching. And, like, he turns people around and I'm great and Hugh Grant is the bad guy in this. I heard Hugh Grant is awesome and he's in this. great. <laughs> and literally this movie made me cry at the end. <laughs> I'm not even joking because he just has one thing he wants to do and eat marmalade sandwiches. And the marmalade sounds delicious. <laughs> Everyone? I don't like the word marmalade. You're not going to convince me on this, Troy. Listen, if you just watch Paddington, you will fall in love with his fuzzy little hat and his marmalade sandwiches he keeps underneath them. I've literally been trying to convince Molly to watch Paddington with me for so long, and she keeps telling me it looks stupid. And I'm like, damn it! Fuck Molly, first of all. <laughs> he keeps sandwiches under his hat? It's a, it's a cartoon thing. They're He's still from Peru. Delicious. Give him a chance. Like, it's... I Wouldn't they get stuck in his fur, all that marmalade? It's between bread. There is so one still person that a lot gets a little chance. marmalade in their you hair, know, and they're he knows a bit how to do a sour <laughs> about it. Let Hugh me Grant, tell you that. it's not Hugh don't Grant. No, don't spoil it. <laughs> I <laughs> keep keep something for me. <laughs> I kept hearing this movie was so great, and I'm like, okay, I'll go into it. Not even seeing the first one, I put it on for Macy. She ended up going and taking a nap, and I finished it by myself. <laughs> and like, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It's a feel-good movie. It's a family film. But, like, I literally shed tears at the very end of this movie. God damn it. Mm. The only thing I wished it did was sit on the ending a little bit longer to have a little bit of more resolution. But it still worked. Mm. Nice. I'm. I, it's so weird to say it. I would never have guessed it a million years, but Paddington 2 is my number four movie. Fuck it. I'm watching Paddington wow. when I get home. Yeah. It's, Fuck this. It's great. It's actually a good transition to my... Are we on three now? Yeah. L let me finish a little bit of padding, and Don't. Two. Keep going. Keep oh, going. Jesus. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. The CG is actually really good in it. Yeah, he looks awesome. Yeah. Like, all of... There's, like, a few bear characters in this. And they look amazing. Yeah. And, like, everything's integrated really well. And there's even, like, good action chase scenes in this that are pretty well choreographed. There's a whole scene in which... Somebody is telling a story as if they're opening a pop-up book and things are like popping up and Paddington's running in between all the like things that pop up. And I'm like, what a fucking clever scene. <laughs> I'm just saying that to myself as I watch it by myself. Saying you're a sleeping crying. child. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, yeah, anyway, now I'm done. Paddington 2, suggest it to every, everyone. Oh, man. Yeah. Are you sure you don't have anything else? No, I'm not. But if anything else, <laughs> I'll interrupt your number one to talk more right. about Paddington 2. Sounds good. <clears throat> All right. Well, it's actually it's a good bridge to mine because mine is also a uh, it's a family film, a feel good film. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> it is a family film. <laughs> oh man, this one really stuck with me when I left the theater. Yeah. So this is another horror movie that I had heard kind of a buzz about, but I stayed away from like any reviews or anything on it. Mm -hmm. Like watched one trailer, yeah. didn't get anything out of it other than Tony Collette, Coletti screams Colette. a lot. Yeah. Colette screams a lot in it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a burning man at some point. Yeah. That was like all I took away from it. So I went in completely blind 
and like the whole thing trying to figure it out like is this like a sixth sense type of thing uh-huh. is she crazy and then when that ending comes out of left field yeah it just like i was so into that because uh-huh. that is a type of movie that they don't really make anymore everything has to have like oh you know it's a twist it, it's been this all along or she has psychosis or she's been haunted like nope it's just straight up satanism <laughs> in this. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah throwback to rosemary's baby and all these like weird 70s like satan paranoia films and like evil cult movies and that is what it is and it turns out to be like this very real threat in it it's not just a bunch of old people like plotting something behind the scenes it is a fucking demon possession (laughs) at the end that takes over the main character and it is just so horrific Uh at the end and up until that it's horrific in a completely different more relatable way yes with like family tragedy and the death of a child yes and the death of a mother and all these terrible things that a lot of people could probably relate to in some form or another yeah and you have this family that's barely holding itself together Mm -hmm. and then you throw in like oh and they're like being attacked by a demon right (laughs) yeah and you mentioned you did you just see it once Yes. Okay, I've seen it three times. I saw it twice in the theater. Damn. And the second time I saw it, I was picking up, I was like watching for all these Mm -hmm. things, and it is fucking spelled out for you. Yeah. If you know what to look for in there. Like, they're literally, they're doing that horror movie exposition where they're, they have the kid in class and the teacher is lecturing about exactly what is happening. (laughs) About, like, the horrors of fate and how terrible it is to be in this inescapable, like, dollhouse essentially oh, which yeah. is also reflected throughout the movie yeah where you're just a pawn in someone's game exactly yeah when me and troy did it for the show i watched it a second time and there was so many things i picked up on knowing what the ending was where i'm like god damn it like they literally from the first scene they tell you like they are just like they're basically like the dolls for this demon like for he's this just, mother this yeah horrible he's just mother yeah they're just he's just placing them where yeah like this yeah. one demon is just placing these dolls where he needs them to go but they're human beings living a normal life i think like what i love about it is it is so outrageous at the end like yeah. it is a it goes full-on like yeah. exorcist type of thing yeah. yeah in the whole movie leading up to that you're like that seems out of left field. And then you rewatch it and they have like the satanic carvings on the walls. Yeah. And they have all these like blatant signs in plain sight. Yeah. And they're just so obvious that you're, you catch it, but you don't think anything of it. You're like, well, that can't, what does that mean? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. And then you watch it again, knowing that and you're like, holy shit, it's all spelled out (laughs) right there. (laughs) Yeah. And And even like the small scenes where like, you can see, Like, just knowing, like, how this demon operates, like, just, like, small scenes where, like, somebody will do something weird where you don't really think much of it when you first see it, and then the next time you see it, you're like, oh, that's why they did that there. Oh, shit. The weird parishioners at the funeral that, like, kind of wink at the girl. Yeah. And all these little hidden hints, I guess. Or, Or, like, when the son will do, like, the weird choking every once in a while. Oh, yeah, and her... Yeah, yep. that she does through yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, it all makes sense at the end where you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then on top <laughs> of that, it balances like the horror, the stuff that is so bad that you can't like look away from, but you don't mm-hmm. want to watch. Yeah, with like uncomfortable family drama where she blows up at her son at the dinner table. Yeah, and all of this stuff, you're like, oh my god, like I. I feel tense watching this. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I'm in the room here. Right. And you're just like, 
no, don't don't say that. And then he says it, and you're and then you watch her like set down her fork, and like now she's yeah. unleashed on him, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's all these people just waiting for an excuse to blow up at each other. Yeah. And then it also has this like just really grisly horror of her. You know, like creeping around the walls oh, once she's God. possessed, yeah. or banging her head on this on the attic door. Oh my God! That where you hear that dun 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 dun, and you're like, "What is that?" And then it shows her just like rocking, chairing <laughs> yeah. her head on the door, or grating her uh, oh neck my with God, the piano that wire. Shit was fucked when she's cut. Oh my yeah. God! And then he fault the guy. We're spoiling the whole movie at this Fuck point. It. The kid goes out the window and he comes to and he looks over and sees his mom's headless body just floating up to the treehouse. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this. Yeah, like this scene does not belong in the movie that I've been watching. It's just so off-putting and out of nowhere. Yeah. Where it's almost like funny if it was in a different movie. Yeah. But seeing it here <laughs> yeah. after all that, it's just, just like sit in oh like my an hour of just tense. Yeah. Like yeah. never letting go of that feeling. And then yep. you're just like, now we're gonna get you with the fucking horror yeah. aspect yeah. of this. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. I know. The like, whole movie it balances like, is it drama? Is it kind of suspense? And yeah. then like, no, it's full on fucking devil yeah. horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like I love because uh, Troy brought up where like he watched it where it's like this seem this just feels like a like a movie where like a woman is kind of going through like a mental thing, and then it's like in one scene, the movie was like, it's real! Punched you in the face! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the part where the husband throws, or where she throws the book in the fire and the husband ignites. Yeah, that's and where that's you're pretty just much like, the oh, turning yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh boy. Yeah, this even, just yeah. took yeah, off. Even when he goes upstairs and like finds like these dead bodies, you're like, did she dig them up? What the fuck? Yeah. Right. She's like really fucking crazy. And then he lights on fire and like, it's real fuck. Yeah, the whole time you're kind of, you're kind of waiting yeah. for this Fight Club twist. Like yeah, maybe right. it's all in her head, yep, or like right. maybe yeah. she's schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. And then like, no, it's worse. Like it's worse <laughs> no, than it's, being it's crazy. An it is demon. a full on fucking devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like that is something that like it isn't scary anymore today. You know that was something yeah. from a bygone yeah. era, and it's cool to see that presented yep. in a setting of like something different something yeah. less supernatural mm-hmm. and then having it be full on supernatural yeah. and it's inescapable yeah. right like all the pieces are in place this family is fucked and it ends with this cult of naked old people <laughs> worshiping <laughs> the rebirth of a demon right yeah if they if it never even did that part of it i would have still really liked this movie if they did like the whole schizophrenic angle of it and you found like it would I don't think it would have the same resonance. No, I think it would have been forgettable then. Yeah, but it would still have yeah. been like yeah, that was good. And like it still wouldn't have been bad because I really actually like that. Is this real kind of a thing? But I know other movies have done that yeah. already. Mm-hmm. It's like the new take on a twist where it's not a twist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think one's <laughs> coming and it's like they like reverse nope, fuck yeah, you. They like reverse Shyamalan you where it's like I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop and it's like yeah, no shoes drop and this shit's real. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i loved it you know it was one of those i left the theater after seeing it i went and saw like a matinee by myself yeah i got in my car and like you know flipped on a podcast or the radio or something and sat there for a second and i was like no i gotta let this like sink in oh i have God, to let this simmer yeah. <laughs> so i like turned it off and drove home in silence because i was still <laughs> yeah. like thinking about it this definitely feels like one of those movies where like if i watch it maybe a third time then it might like inch its way into it into my list because yeah like the more i it's one of those words, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I kind of missed that. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. 
I feel like it's a movie that a lot of people dismiss because they're like, I don't know if it all adds up, you know? Uh But watch it again. I think it does. I I think people, it's just not what people are expecting. And it does add up. If you know what type of movie it's adding up to. That's exactly how I felt when I saw it the first time where I was like, I mean, it's good, but I don't really know if they really hit all of the marks. And then when we did it for the show, I was even like being like reluctant about it. I was like, I guess we're doing Hereditary. And then I watched, I watched it a second time. Stupid-ass Troy can't fucking watch a movie on time. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, we watched, and I watched it a second time, and I was like, holy shit. There's things popping up that I did not remember took place that really, like, put together the missing pieces. And I'm like, Jesus, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that head decapitation oh. is fucking wrong. oh my god <laughs> so gross. it is so out of nowhere i uh when you were saying that you went and sat in your car i i, I really thought you were gonna say like i sat in my car turned off my radio and then got out didn't shut my door went back in and said i'll have another ticket please <laughs> <laughs> and just the, the person at the ticket booth is like what the fuck man <laughs> just imagine dave's car like parked into like a garden with the door open <laughs> and the, like the hazards on <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit uh was that your no you said number three that was number three it was i really toyed with number two my okay. two and three were at odds with each other. Okay. I'll take another beer as I do my number three, Troy. You got it, which buddy. is. We'll have another, please. I thought you were going to say, I got out of my. Or I was in my car, turned off the radio, put the garage door down, rolled up my. Rolled down my window, and just slept it off. Fed a hose from my exhaust yeah. into the window. Started writing a note. <laughs> Uh, my number three is Avengers Infinity War. Oh, mm-hmm. look out. Um, this movie is just, it's more of like a personal pick because I don't think anyone that has not seen like a, a big chunk of the Marvel films would even get it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree. But it's like, it's such a, it's like a little like movie season finale of a film and the fact that it was so ballsy in the way that it ended itself mm-hmm. like it they could have literally like this could have been shit on by so many people that went into it being like you're just gonna kill everybody okay whatever <laughs> fuck you uh-huh. but the fact that they were, they took that risk and they took they told such an amazing story leading up to that was like it goes beyond just being a comic film it's like it's just an actual fucking good film yeah and that's, that's I fucking love it for that. Like it, it took so many risks in presenting itself as is, and then allowing a year to go on where you're <clears throat> stewing on the fact that people that you like that you grew up watching in movies are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I feel like the the common moviegoer is not as caught up on. On um, like shit, like we are. Like I'm pretty sure, like the common moviegoer doesn't even know that there's a Spider-Man movie coming out, like next year or this year. I don't. I because they're like so high in like pop culture now. I think people are more aware. I mean, maybe, but like for like, like the casual moviegoer, like they're just gonna go to be like, oh, this next Marvel film, I'll go check it out. Like, I, I bet think... you a lot of people saw Infinity War without yeah. knowing how that ending was gonna. go Yeah, down. exactly. Where they saw that and they're like, what? 
or and then they had to have someone explain to them there's another one coming but that immediate moment of like are you kidding me (laughs) Yeah. yeah Like literally, when I I remember seeing this in the theater, and like the as soon as the movie ended, it was the most silent I've ever been in a theater after a movie where people are like, "Yeah, what? Right. Yeah, is it? Do we stay for the after credit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do do they wrap it up in the post credits? <laughs> but yeah, like it was it was probably like the most eerie ending to to a film in a theater experience I've ever had, where people are just like, it felt like they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. How do, how do, do I leave now? Yeah. How do I how do I go on knowing <laughs> that this happened? Am I gonna disappear? <laughs> Probably the best modern Empire Strikes Back moment you yeah. could yeah. ever ask per- for. Perfect. I don't even know if that many people have compared it. I don't know if I've heard that comparison. Yeah. But that's like totally what it was. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's expecting like yeah, and then it ends with that, and yeah. everyone's just like. Wait, the fuck? What? Yeah, and there's, there's so many instances in this where it's like, oh, well, he did that, but they're going to stop him in the end. Oh, they're going to stop him in the end. And then they don't stop him in the end, and you're like, oh. Like, you feel like you got beat. Yeah. You're, like, you're, like, watching. Like, you're, well, you're like, I gotta, no, they, well, they'll get him eventually, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, just you're like reassuring at a sport, yourself. Yeah, like, you're at a sporting event, and you're rooting for your home team, and they're like, oh, but they never lose. And then it's like, oh, shit, they lost. <laughs> Fuck. Well, sometimes they do, but they come back yeah. harder the next time. But and then the fact they even they even introduce like a a like antagonist where it's like, I mean he's fucking nuts and and he's wrong, but you can see where he's coming How from. Wrong is he? <laughs> like it's it's a it's an antagonist that you can still like sympathize with in in certain ways where it's like, well, shit. Even if I want to hate him. Do you remember the fear of them not being able to pull off Thanos approaching this movie? Because up until this, he has just been a 10-year tease, like a guy tease. in a yeah. yeah, Yeah. And nothing that we've seen of him gave you any type of character moment. We got him on yeah. a chair, and we got him taking the gauntlet and saying, like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's been, like, waiting for Thanos. And we we're just like what if he sucks? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> most Marvel villains kind of suck. Like, when you yeah. see him We've that, waited 10 years when for When you this. see him in that post-credits thing at the at the end of the first <laughs> Avengers, he looks like he's made out of like purple Play-Doh. Like he's mm-hmm. not even like really like that well constructed. Like you can tell it was definitely like a last minute, let's introduce Thanos right here. Yeah. And then to, to, to do him construct that well. him as well as they did for this, where it's like he, he looks like a legit alien person. Like they really constructed him oh. awesomely, and they hang on that CGI. Like they hang yeah. on his facial expressions, his like, emotions. You can see his stubble. He's, yeah, he is some of the, like he emotes through his eyes uh-huh. more than like real life actors <laughs> yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah, and you think this came out months after Justice League, where they had their big CGI villain, and you compare those two, yeah. and you're like, holy. Fuck! Uh, yeah. What a completely different ballpark. Yeah. These two like you can almost like in. hear like Andy Circus being like, "Game on, Josh Brolin." <laughs> yeah. <Game> on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I Infinity War is in my list. I, I figured, <laughs> but I actually, I, well, I'll go on when I get to it eventually. But yeah, Infinity War is it's quite a feat. Feel like yeah. we'll all take turns blowing Infinity War <laughs> yeah. in, in yeah. the next fifteen. Well, minutes. here's mine. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Warm it up. 
fluff, yeah. it, fluff it up. <laughs> did, for you, us. did you want to say anything? I mean, you can always add on later. Well, I'll add on later because okay. I know you guys are going to so talk this is about part it. Part one of our yeah. three part Infinity War <laughs> countdown. Uh,. Number three from Jude and Dinosaur Neil. Oh, twinsies. Wow. Yep, twinsies. Same. Same. For uh, these two. Spider-Verse. Hmm. Uh, Jude saying, yeah, this one was good. <laughs> and uh, Dinosaur Neil just saying, Spider-Verse. Very good, Neil. Always, <laughs> always <laughs> in there. For always the word. auteur. Such yeah. a wordsmith. <laughs> He is uh, the poet laureate of reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sp- Spider Verse is good. I I do have it uh, possibly maybe on my list. Who knows? Mm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Someone's gonna double up here. <laughs> I'm gonna, I feel like we're gonna hear a same. Uh, but my my number three is actually Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I don't even think I saw the last two Mission Impossible. I haven't either. <laughs> and I went in because people were like, this is probably the best yeah. action movie in a long time. I'm we did like, this on a whim for a show because we didn't know what to do. Yeah. And, and we like, went people in, are talking about this. And I saw it. And I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> there is no reason this movie should be this good. And I was engaged the whole time. Yeah. Like the action was great. It had a fun spy thriller twist in it. And then also Cavill did the machine gun cock arms. Oh. <laughs> like, what is there to this movie that you cannot like? Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I really was faked out by the ending. Like, there's like a little twist mm. near yeah. the end. There's lots of twists. There's yeah. so many twists that yeah. sometimes I'm like, is that one too many twists? Just the right amount of twists. <laughs> Just enough. I might have fallen asleep in maybe two or three twists, so it, it twisted out okay for right. me. It wasn't too many, but I felt like maybe if I was awake for the whole thing, it would have been. It came back around. It's like, I didn't really miss any twists, no. really. But yeah, I, uh, I super enjoy this. And I'm like so surprised that like this franchise just keeps going and is just consistently yeah. good. Like, yeah. the only real stinker is Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I really like 3. And then 4, I think I've only seen chunks of. Never saw 5. And then this is 6, six. right? Yeah. yeah. I and haven't this... seen 5 either. And I heard from people, like, you should see 5. Because it's it does, like, the yeah. second part the of it. The main villain in it is the one from 5. And, like, <laughs> but I going in, I'm like... I, I think I got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like buy stuff. Yeah. The way they introduce him, it's like, okay, I get it. You're the main bad guy. Yeah. I get it. Yep. Hen- Henry Cavill's great. Tom Cruise is still on point. God. He runs for like oh, 900 God. minutes in this movie. Just I swear literally to God, runs like, across London. <laughs> he looks like a majestic beast. Like the God. motorcycle car chase in this is actually really good. Oh, it's one of the best films I've seen. Like th- I don't know how the camera like z- like weaves in and out of traffic where it's like you have to have like a motorcyclist that it's like mind melded with Tom Cruise to know exactly when he's going to move in certain directions. Yeah, cuz he Cause actually no did the in... motorcycle work in this Yeah, too. And there's no way in fuck you can like film that without like knowing exactly how he's gonna move when he moves it's insane do you think they added a lot of like cgi cars and shit i I, yeah because that'd be irresponsible yeah Yeah. just tom cruise why don't you just drive in traffic and go the (laughs) wrong way would you 
like, <laughs> I, I, there's got, I mean, I, it has to be, but like, I, I was still impressed. Like, it, it fooled me. Yeah, Christopher McQuarrie was the director of this. What else has he done? Probably he's done five. a lot of Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, he did, he did five. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, it was it was really well done. Like, yeah. yeah. If I just I enjoyed it, I just wish it was a different movie <laughs> that he was directing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I'm not huge on Mission Impossible. Like, they're yeah. good to either. see like what Tom Cruise gets himself into. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see him like take on an original thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, four is fun, though. I remember that one. I think I, because I skipped three, but jumped on for four to watch him scale that building. Oh, and sure. And that is insane. Yeah. You know, I would recommend that one. And I I've guess seen we'll that, see five at some point. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> and six was a lot of fun, too. Right. Yeah. I think three is underrated. Three is, I like, got Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain. Yeah, it's, I and think it's Abrams really, did it, oh, right? God, yeah. yeah, Abrams did it. Yeah, and they even I've been have meaning that, to watch it. I just yeah, and they did. put that that first scene in there where it's like it pretty much spells everything out for you, but it's like done in a way where it's really cryptic. Right. And then as the movie plays on, you're like, oh, that's why he said that there, and that's why he said that there. Yeah. <clears throat> think I I think it's it's strong, like, super strong. Like it's no yeah. worse than four, even five, which yeah. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen. Yeah. But like I really think like I. The sixth one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's made my top three? Are yeah. you nuts? I, I swear to God, if, if, Tom five Cru- lists. if Tom Cruise makes another really good Mission Impossible, I might become a Scientologist. <laughs> you might have to. I might buy into that shit. I'll oh. go clear. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've come to be fine with Tom Cruise lately. Like, I... Whatever. It's no it, crazier than Christianity. There, there, <laughs> oh, there was like one chunk of time where Tom Cruise was a bit of a stiff, mm-hmm. but like since then he's just been like he seems just... like a lot of fun. Yeah, he really <laughs> does. Everyone that he's like, uh, like co-stars with in movies, like always put him over as like the nicest guy seems ever. Nice, genuine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like what? Just don't date him. It's like the press just kind of <laughs> had a field day with him. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. undeservingly so. Yeah. And he took a long time recovering from it, and the guy's just been, like, a class act the right. entire time. Yeah. Like, he can even make a turd, like, the mummy, and yeah. doesn't hurt his reputation at no. all. He's no. like, I'm gonna do the mummy. Okay, that sucked. Well, we've all forgot you were in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now go and make the best movie of your entire <laughs> yeah. career with Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, anyway, that's number three, Mission Impossible ball out do you think it was funny when he runs across london or wherever he's at and uh jumps on the elevator of the villain and he's just holding on to like the elevator grating like i got you now what is he gonna do <laughs> as he's secretly like, tie his shoelaces yeah, together as he's like going up a hundred stories and he's just like hanging on and the guy has a gun to him like what is, what was his end game there yeah no idea <laughs> it's ethan hunt yeah he put that explosive gum from the first one under his shoe. Like, oh. Go ahead and walk, motherfucker. Oh, that would have been amazing. That's right. <laughs> blow, back. blow him right on his ass. <laughs> blow his ass. <laughs> All right. We on the number two? We're on number two. Okay. Well, we're narrowing it down here. My number two <laughs> is Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yep. Um, I'll just jump in right now and also say that my number two is Avengers Infinity War. All right. Should we run a train on it? <laughs> It'd be appropriate if yeah. we did. Um, what can we add that Joel hasn't touched on? 
the fact that this is 10 years in the making yes and manages to deliver on every promise mm-hmm. yeah and not only that but exceed expectations in yeah, just yeah. about every aspect right is amazing and it the, shouldn't be possible right yeah. to pay off yeah 10 years of movies in this right. manner. And they have so many characters that they have to shuffle <laughs> through to give payoffs to, and they find a way to do it in the time allotted. I, I Without, know. like, any introductions. <laughs> I love the fact that they're just like, if you haven't seen them yet, you're going to be lost regardless. We're yeah. just going into yeah, it. Your you know, fucking problem, yeah. buddy. Yeah. There's 18 of these. Yeah. yeah. Have like, what have you been one. doing? Exactly. Like, everyone's <laughs> yeah. been watching these. Like, we're yeah. Marvel Studios, people. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we own Disney right now. <laughs> like, Marvel is mainstream enough where they expect you to already have seen all of these movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I you... love that they didn't do that. It was like two yeah. and a half hours. And yeah. I didn't want like 20 minutes of recap. And no. they just went. Right. Yeah. Like, no. if you didn't watch the post credits of Thor Ragnarok, you would have been lost at the beginning of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it opens yeah. with Thanos' ship just. Uh, bombarding the Asgardians. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand on anything. Right. And if you've been watching this, it shouldn't need to. It's just pure payoff. Yes. It is like a full payoff of everything you've yeah. been sitting through. And you think back to like when Iron Man came out and Hulk, and we were like, could they cross over at some point? And now you look where we're at, and it is, and they're just yeah. throwing shit in there left yeah. and right, yeah. like, God yeah. damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Civil War was a huge high-water mark by bringing everyone in, and then this just felt like the climax of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That uh, initial tease of, like... It was definitely, like, a hold-my-beer moment. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, Civil War? Here, hold this for a second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... I'm... I was more uh, accustomed to just like series where it's like you put all this work in to watch all of the... All this hours of footage or content (laughs) where you're like, okay... Here's this big payoff at the end, and this felt like the movie version of that, where I put so much time into all these movies, mm-hmm. where like now we're at a point where we're gonna make every single thing that you've experienced in this like eighteen or eighteen movies of footage right. pay off. Where you're like, God damn it! Now I'm glad I did this. Like, yeah. it, like it, it really has solidi- a purpose. Yeah, it solidifies <laughs> that. It's like I'm glad I didn't. I didn't like. Skip Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Everything has a, has a purpose to it, and you're like, shit. Everyone got their due, yep. which is amazing. Right? Like, who would have thought that like, all these characters they could juggle all these? Like, Captain America doesn't even show up till like 50 minutes in. Yeah, and I guess I would say he's kind of the main character of this. <laughs> and yeah. all of it, like the pacing is fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I it just... should be like the the. It should be the biggest, like, screenwriting curse yeah. to try to juggle yeah. all these characters and yeah. all that's going on. And somehow it is, like, perfect. Yeah. And not only that, it feels like a big comic book event. Yes. Like, how it jumps from people to people and all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It yeah. felt like reading Hickman's, like, uh, Avengers run. Yeah. It just jumps from group to group. I, I do like that they get segregated off into groups so you can come in and just, just like one person here, one person here, one yeah. person mm-hmm. here. So that's good. Because I just rewatched this two days ago again. Yeah. Coming up for the show, I'm like, I know it's going to be near the top, but where is it going to be? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like, everything we've said so far, I'm just like, I kept watching it and I'm just like, 
still in awe how it was just pulled off in Ugh. general. Yeah. Even when you get like the inkling that it's it, that it's kind of slowing down, you're like, okay, when is? Oh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a movie that if you caught on TV, you'd be like, oh, I'll just watch it till this part because I love this part, uh-huh. and then that would you end, and you would be like, oh, but this part coming up is really good, yeah, and then yeah. you, it would be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still think my favorite part in it is Thor coming back, mm. and I'm like, I was just wait because I was like. Macy had to put to bed, and I'm like, I just want to wait till Thor comes back. Because, like, that part is so fucking cool to me, yeah. where the, the hammer's forged and everything, he comes back to Wakanda, yeah. and, like, the skies just go black, and he just comes down with, like, Raiden eyes, yeah. and just fucking lightnings the shit out of everybody. I'm like, Thor sucked throughout almost everything <laughs> yes. else, and I've just been waiting for him to come. Oh, and it's for me to come. <laughs> <laughs> like it almost kind of like it wasn't like a terrible story, but it kind of felt like the how Thor was treated in like Avengers Two, where it's like, oh, so he's too powerful, so they have to make him do something else. Yeah. But then when he comes back, it's like worth it. Yep. <laughs> Turns out yeah. we need him now. <laughs> yeah. Once he got that haircut, he was just, yeah. just the best. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Like and. And not only that, but, like, they added Thanos in this game, a full-fledged character. We've already said that. Yeah, yeah and you know more about him than any villain mm-hmm. of any Marvel right. movie. You could say that, like, if you don't know anything about Marvel, he would be the main character for you. Mm-hmm. If you went, if they went into it being, like, this is the first movie of Marvel I've ever seen, you'd probably be like, okay, he's the main character yeah, of like, Marvel. Any, I would say he's the main character of the movie. Yeah. He probably uh, yeah. has more screen time than Just, anybody. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And they actually, uh, they have surprises in this. Like, I was surprised that the Red Skull shows up again. Oh, that was great. I forgot about that when I was on the rewatch. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking Red Skull's in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, they even, like, his, like, Goonies get, uh, like, a decent amount of screen time where they're fun. To, well, at yeah. least uh, Ebony, Ma- nah, yeah, Ebony Maw, right? Yeah. The He's Doctor. Like the, the yeah. Doctor Strange type one. Yeah. yeah. Like I really like uh, Corvus Glaive, the Willem Dafoe looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The I think he's got a cool eye. design. Yep. Um, and the big brute. Yeah. There, he doesn't have, like, much to do. Like, he keeps coming back. I'm Fights like, Hulk a couple times. Um, yeah. And then uh, Proxima Midnight is actually yeah. cool, especially when she faces off with Black Widow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the the Wakandan, right? Oh, yeah. I, I can't I can never remember, remember her name. name. <laughs> but, yeah. That was a, a really great fight. Yeah. And they actually introduce, like, secondary villains that aren't, like, fodder. Like, they actually seem like threats. They're formal, yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. like, henchmen. They're cool. You don't know all their names if you're just a casual yeah. viewer, but you're right. like, oh, I like that guy. Right. Yeah. You know? Especially since and they... they get killed off, and you're like, well, they had their moment. Yeah. 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 I like, even though, like, Vision was built up to be, like, this pretty much powerhouse. Like, you can't beat them. And they come in, and they're like... Fuck you. And they just, like, take him down, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, they're taking out Vision, like, no problem whatsoever. Yeah. And he's, like, their biggest liability, because he <laughs> has what they want. Yeah. So, like, no matter how powerful he is, like, they just want him. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it would be better if he didn't exist at this point. Yeah. And Vision and Scarlet Witch's relationship is kind of, it reaches a climax, too, there. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it gets to the point where she has to kill him. I know, yeah. I mean, and you're like, like this, oh, I kind of... Yeah. I, Kind of feel bad for that. Yeah. That's like kind of the heart this, of this, this one. This big emotional apex for it just to mean nothing in the very yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a lot of just like, oh man, like what a yeah. 
kick in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. this movie That's is the, like the whole ending is a huge kick in the nuts, but yeah. a great kick in the nuts mm-hmm. at yeah. the same time. The best kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, like so many people have to like experience the kind you have to sit down afterwards. <laughs> like so many characters in this movie have to experience the worst possible moment of their lives just for it to mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fucked. Like Yo. it's so good. <laughs> like Tony Stark, like sees like his protege like essentially evaporate in front of him yeah which is really hard to watch black panther just came off a huge mm. movie before that boom he's, he's gone. gone yeah, yeah. as it's you like, think it's gonna be the person that he's like comforting there right, and yeah. then he blows like, away in a pile of leaves shit. you think bucky might take up the mantle of captain america and he's, he's gone, gone. Yep. the first one gone mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it absolutely is, great yes it cements Marvel as probably like the best studio in terms of how they're running their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have like, so much foresight. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. The way they pulled this off is I can't think of another anything that has had the long game foresight yeah. that Marvel has yeah. had. Yeah. I agree. They, I hope it's continually been good, but not only good, they've gotten better. Yeah. yeah. When it counts. Yeah. You know, yeah. they'll throw in right. some fun ones and some like yeah, you know, that's a, it's an Ant-Man movie. Right. But, even <laughs> but then, like, like, and then you find out, like, oh, but that actually is going to play a huge role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when it comes time to, like, really throw down, they put mm-hmm. out the best superhero movie of all time. Right. Yeah. God. <sighs> anyway. Is that are it? Are we done jerking it now? <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I'm spent. <laughs> but, yeah, it, if he, everyone saw this movie, it made billion dollars in its opening weekend or whatever, but, like, Avengers yeah. Infinity War, just for, like, the gumption and gusto alone has to be in everyone's top list of something. Yeah, I didn't want to put it, like, that high in mind, but every time I came back to it, I couldn't ignore, like, just what this movie accomplished. Right. And the fact that it is so watchable and yeah. so good yeah. on top of that. And it's, like, not even short. It's, like more than two and a half hours long and i rewatched it like no issue mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. like man this is great yeah time. <laughs> it could be longer <laughs> i'm just hoping like end game is a good bookend to it like yeah it's got a lot to live up to yeah and like and it's just like they've hit so high for so long it's like you can't see them fucking it up no i know it would be i mean it's, amazing. it's like a dangerous mindset but it's yeah. like i can't see how you could fuck this up but I then know. it's like but if you do oh everyone, my god literally everyone oh my god oh. will fucking rip the russo's hearts out but they're probably they're banking on the fact like but this is it for that chunk of that marvel studios <laughs> yeah. movies like i can just see <laughs> the russo's like fuck you like, we're done go off the grid yeah. like <laughs> They bought plane tickets to like yeah. Antarctica or they'd have, some yeah, they'd shit. They like move somewhere else. <laughs> no, they did. I mean, they blew everyone out of the water with Captain America: Winter Soldier, yeah, and then yeah. followed it up with Civil War, and then did this. Yeah. So like every movie they did is exponentially better than the last. Yeah. So no I pressure. Don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. No they pressure. seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. And you don't make this movie without knowing how you're gonna wrap it up. Right. You know. Right. This is like a half of a movie, essentially. Right. So now we're just waiting for like the real ending. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's worth it. Mm. It's on you, Joe and Renee. Find out in what like four months, is. five months in April. Yeah. God, it's coming up fast. Give it to me. 
<laughs> I'm not ready ending. for it yet. There's too put much other ending. shit we gotta get done before then. Uh, Dave, well, that will put you into your top movie. Mine, because no. it was him. Top we movie? Doubled. No, oh, we no. Doubled number up. two, because you guys doubled up. We skipped over Jolie. Jolie. Joel, your number yeah. two <laughs> my movie. Number two. Yeah, let's skip Sorry, the number two. Let's go to the top. <laughs> fuck my number two. My number two is Annihilation. Whoa. Yeah, I... Fuck, this is one of those movies I watched it almost kind of like how I watched Hereditary where I watched it the first time being like it was pretty good like it, it, it looks good and uh, like the char- the creature design is awesome and like the characters are interesting and then the second time I watched it uh, I was like wait a minute this means something <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll have to come back to this. <laughs> and, and, like, uh, I started doing, like, research. I was, like, looking up, like, YouTube videos and stuff on, like, what people thought. And then I reached my own conclusion where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is some deep fucking shit. And I fucking love it. Like, uh, uh, especially I even had, like, a conversation. Like, my whole uh, idea on it is, like, it's, like, a huge allegory for depression. Mm-hmm. I even had, like, a uh, conversation with someone who has depression. And I kind of went through, like my bullet points on, like, why I think it hits on every level, and they're like, I mean, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 it's in, and it's interesting where it's like, I feel like he took the concept of depression, which is kind of like a, like a non, like, it's a non-tangible idea and made it tangible where he displays it in a way where he puts you in a world where you can see what a person, what depression goes through in a tangible way. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's things you can't describe, but he puts it in object form. Mm-hmm. Like down to like, it's a swamp, so you're like slogging through. Everything bleeds together. And uh, like the people that you thought you know, you don't recognize. Like all this stuff. And, and it's like... Because all the people that go in there, they have a reason to be depressed. They have a reason to go into a depression, into like a depression state, and you see how they interact with the world around them, and like how they absorb all these things that they're encountering. Like there's like a bear in this, like this crazy fucked up bear, <laughs> depression bear. De- oh, but no, <laughs> skeletal I, uh... depression bear. <laughs> but no, I I I uh, interpreted that as drugs because there's a woman that says she was a drug addict, and there's another one that she was part of something I can't remember. But like they both get killed by, it, and they're killed by it in a way where they're not. It's like it's not voluntary. Mm-hmm. Where it's like someone who is in depression could easily fall into this situation where they could be killed by this, even down to where like the, like certain things take on the characteristics of the things they encounter. And there's a scene where Natalie Portman comes in contact with a bear and the bear takes on one of the women yelling, help me where it's like, that's the guilt of I could have helped her, but I didn't. And that makes that leads her further into the shimmer, which is depression. I need to see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you got to think about it, and then you got to see it again because yeah. it's one that you definitely takes a couple to sink. Like in. it goes on, it goes on. Like I feel like there's, there's, it's an allegory that I feel it works on so many levels. Like the more you try and like pull it apart and look at it, like it, it is insane, and I fucking love it. Hmm. Yeah, I have more to say on it too. I'm trying to formulate it there because <laughs> you you did some good stuff there. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I took it as very self-destructive, which is goes hand-in-hand hand with depression. And yeah. the fact that her and her husband didn't have... It didn't seem like they ever had a great relationship. Not really. Like, they keep kind of thinking yeah. back to the time they had yeah. before he went in. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really ever seem like they loved each other that much. Yeah. So there was a little bit of that. And then she had had an affair while he yep. was away, too. Yeah. And she was kind of beating herself up over that. And mm-hmm. eventually, she went into the shimmer because he was, like, comatose from going in there. Yeah. And she went in to figure out what did it to him but at the same time like she didn't really care if it killed her or not she was just kind of looking for an end like when he comes back she she sees him as a different person Mm -hmm. and i think that's like the thing where it's like well i don't even know who you are anymore and then like uh oh fuck well troy hasn't seen it i don't want to like spoil too much but it leads to a thing where at the end she comes to a situation where she confronts that about her where she sees in a video like that thing where it's like you're not who I thought you were mm-hmm. and, then that, and then that yeah and then it comes and then it comes to where she has to confront that part of herself and then she realizes she's not the same person and then that's when she accepts it yeah it's it is deep in whatever way you want to interpret it as being deep <laughs> because it does not spell like anything No, it else. doesn't, but it I completely that's completely leaves it up to you to kind of make your own. That's what I love about own. it. Yeah. Like but, every every person that she goes into the shimmer with has their reason for being there and they all kind of come to like what they see the shimmer as and what they accept it as. And mm-hmm. it, you can almost kind of take that as another as a means of how people accept depression. Yeah, and they all have a death wish. Mm-hmm, like exactly. some of them have cancer, some of them are like they had uh they lost children. Yeah. She had essentially lost her husband. Like they all have nothing left. Yeah. So they just go in like, all right, well, let's see what yeah what happens. And when they go in they have no idea they have and like the one of the cool things I like about it is once they go in, they wake up not knowing where they are in in the shimmer, or how much time has or passed, how much time has passed, where it's like hmm. it just hits you out of nowhere. You have no idea when it did, but you know that you have it. And the one cool thing, the one quantifiable thing about <laughs> where they're at <laughs> that isn't up to interpretation is the closer they get to the f- center point of the shimmer, the more everything around it is mutated. Mm-hmm. So when they're right on the outskirts, it's more normal. But the deeper mm-hmm. they get, everything. Every biological uh, living organism has kind of meshed together. Mm. So, like, plants and animals and everything just kind of, like, dissolve together. Yeah. Mm. So the bear, yeah, the bear, when it eats a woman, kind of, like, meshes with her, and now it can scream like the woman that it just ate. Yeah, its roar is, is, his roar is a woman's, woman screaming, help me. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And like pe- they find plants that have grown up in the shape of people and all this stuff. Yeah. It's just like oh, it's... it's this weird like whatever hit this alien organism hit yeah. in the center there and it made all biological life just fuse together yeah. like a genetic cocktail. I I I will put up there is probably one of the most beautiful films made this year. I I love I love the look of this movie. Well goddamn. It's a good one. Can sure. We, can we pause? 
pause for pee break. <laughs> just so we can finish out the show. Without on, having with, to. <laughs> without having to, like, squirm on our chairs. All right. We got to pee, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> well, before we get to number one, Troy, what do our uh, fine fellowed compatriots have to say? Uh... Jude from Australia has, I don't think, one that we've had on any of our lists. Really? He has uh, Creed 2 as his Ooh, number two. Damn! Uh, the perfect end to the Rocky slash Creed saga. Really? Uh, perfect. Also, side note, Rocky 3 is highly underrated. <laughs> Old thunder lips. Um, I'm not huge into Rocky, but... And I didn't see Creed 2 either. I've never actually seen Creed. I like the first Creed. Um, but yeah, he really enjoyed it. Put it at number two. Hmm. I've heard they're both fantastic. Um, you make me want to see it, Jude. I, <laughs> I've, I, I've also heard that if they end at Creed 2, it would be v- like a perfect one-two punch. Really? But if they just start tacking more on, they're like, uh, depreciate in value. Gotcha. So, and now I really want to see it. Shit. Yeah. Well, I need to see the first one first. <laughs> probably go back and... You need to watch the first Rocky first, <laughs> yeah. and then, then move yeah. on from there. Exactly. And then uh, Neil has Mission Impossible Fallout as number two. All right. Wow. Good pick, Neil. Damn, Good Neil. Good pick. Um, <clears throat> now... We're at the big one. We're at the number... One. Troy and Dave, mm. just say yours. I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe. Do you want to say yours first, or do you want us to go out? I can say mine first. Uh, my number one is one that's been brought up by Troy. Eighth grade. Mm-mm. Really, number one. I nice. Fucking love eighth grade because I just feel like I love movies where they make themselves feel genuine. And so genuine to a point where it almost, not even almost, it makes me totally uh, feel for a character that I don't really have much of a connection to. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it's like to be uh, an eighth grade girl growing up now. Yeah. But they introduce enough elements in eighth grade where it's like, okay, I can kind of piece together what it's like to be an eighth grader at this point in time. And they also introduce enough elements being a girl at this point in time where you're like, shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard being a girl, being an eighth grade girl nowadays, just because like uh, based on things I've experienced based on like how they introduce certain types of music at certain points Mm -hmm. and how they introduce how other characters interact with with Kayla the main character in this it all feels like a genuine human experience not even like an eighth grade experience a human experience yeah and I thought like Bo Burnham portrays that in such a way where it's like I can literally put myself a 31 year old man <laughs> in the shoes of an eighth grade girl now and be like I know exactly what you're going through and that is fucking awesome I I also, I wouldn't, I, I, I just, I guess I would never expect a person that I watched on YouTube like 10 years ago yeah. is like now like directing movies and they're great. Like yeah. I never even scoffed at his YouTube content back then. It was just yeah. like goofy songs and shit. And when, even when he got into stand up, I was like, really, you're just going to go into stand up now? And it's not 
his strongest stuff, but it's also not bad. His stand-up is actually pretty smart, too. Yeah, it, it is. And then, like, he's like, yeah, I got this idea for a movie. And then he just went out and did it. And then it's, like, completely genuine. Yeah. It's not, like... I I am I'm just like blown away with Bo Burnham. Yeah. Like it I like, don't want to blow him or anything like that, yeah. but like he's like I'm super imp- there's nobody else like him. The way people talk in this too, like it's not like in a movie sense where everything is perfect. He makes people throw in ums and ahs in the very in the perfect ways. Yeah. Where you feel like an actual... I'm watching an actual person going through an experience. The uh, the actors they have in this, too, like... <laughs> we usually dog on kid actor because they're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But the main character in this, Kayla, is superb yeah. in this role. And then I also loved how the movie is framed out by, like, her YouTube videos that she creates... As, like, mm-hmm. a weird juxtaposition of what's, like, yeah. she sets up and what then happens. And I totally know, like, I was like this, where it's, like, you're so much more comfortable being in front of a camera and, like... Putting talk, on a facade yeah, or whatever. Yeah, putting on, yeah, like, just being like, oh, this is exactly what I am. And then getting in front of people and then you just freeze up and you're just completely different. Like, I, every single aspect of this, it felt like a genuine person. You're following a genuine person going through life experiences to where... When they actually are encountered with things that are uncomfortable and like borderline like criminal, <laughs> you're like, oh my, oh my god, are you okay? Like I, I want to like crawl through the screen and beat this fucking person's ass for you. Yeah, the uh, even just to harken back to our YouTube videos too, which is like just another point of like, kind of like you feel bad for her is that she continually puts them out. Even though they get like no views, yeah, but it's not for people; it's for her. I, I get that. I, I get that too. But she's still like hearkening to people's like, if you like this stuff, like and subscribe. And she does like that whole spiel at the yeah. end of like every YouTube video, whatever. Yeah. And then you look at like her page at one point, and like every six videos has like maybe one or two views yeah. on it, and it's like, oh god, like it's <laughs> just it makes you feel just a little bit sadder for this whole yeah, situation but, but going it's like on. the only place she feels comfortable is in front of like her webcam so it's like it's her way of trying to make friends yeah so yeah which makes it sad because now like the only friends that she feels she can make are l- watching her videos maybe once or twice <laughs> <laughs> that one other person out yeah. there that stumbled oh. upon it that auto played into something yeah. else but it, it's uh, she feels like such a like she I could literally probably like find her around here i could find someone exactly like her like i feel like i could like she's she feels like such an actual person Mm -hmm. and that's what i love the most about this movie is that it's like it presents a character to you that feels like someone you've probably met and it's like okay yeah and then it puts you in experiences that you would never see that she goes through where it's like oh my god i feel what you went through because i almost I kind of know someone like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. That's, I think it's, it's perfect. I love it. Yeah. That's why it's my number one movie. Very good. Dave, you got anything to add into this? I do not, unfortunately. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds heart-wrenching with that whole YouTube thing. <laughs> um, no, I, I want to check it out. It's good. I don't know anything about Bo Burnham. 
how did I miss this guy? What's he, I, he? What's his thing? He blew up on YouTube like ten years ago, probably yeah. even more than that now, when like YouTube was still kind of young, <clears throat> and he had like. He came out with, like, really quippy kind of songs, but they were intelligent. His lyrics are really, like, actually smart. Yeah. yeah. And he just had a bunch of those kind of things where he would just, like, record himself in front of his, like, keyboard. They weren't high production value or anything, but they were, like, circulated around when YouTube was still, like, in its youth. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he got popular from that. I think he, he was the first f- few people to actually be able to monetize on all that kind of stuff. But all of his stuff was circulated through, like, Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And then he got into stand-up uh, maybe five years ago or so. I, yeah, I don't know exactly and when. He's had a few Comedy Central specials. Mm-hmm. He has and, a special on Netflix called oh, What? Oh, I've seen that one. That one's good. Is this his first movie? Yeah. Yeah, oh. it's his first. He's ri- wrote and directed it. Does he have, like, a daughter? What made him I don't pick think, this? No, I don't. I just think he, because he himself kind of comes off as socially awkward, so I think he kind of expressed that through this character. Yeah. Because you even watch his stand-up, where it's like if something doesn't hit right, he, you can see that he just kind of like doesn't know what to do, <laughs> and then he kind of goes into the next thing, and then he's like, oh, okay, I'm back on track now. Where it's yeah. like you can see that yeah. he's he's kind of socially awkward in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. He. I don't. I don't think he was like that character that he is wrote in this movie but he definitely was that kind of person that wasn't popular in school or anything but he he lives in the modern age of like putting stuff out on social media and stuff Mm -hmm. where like an older generation of moviegoers when they think of social media don't think the same way right like he knows the grungy aspect of it where it's like it can be shitty and like you see that kind of in this, not well. Actually, it's social media is not. I like, huge see, in this movie, yeah, but like it's how people communicate. Yeah, but it's not like a shitty part of the of like this whole kind of movie. It's just like an aspect of it that's like right. It's people's yeah. lives now. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's mostly just a portrayal of like somebody that is socially awkward trying to find out where they're going to fit into a another milestone in their life. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's really good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I I recommend everyone to check it out. I it's will. Really yeah. Good. And check out a review of it. That's yeah, right. I, I'm not gonna go that far. Uh, oh, you son enough. of a bitch. Fair enough. All right. Um, Troy, should we take this baby home? Sure. Do you want just to have the our guest, um, people throw in their number ones sure. before we go into it? Yeah. Um, Dinosaur Neil. Avengers Infinity War at his number one mm. movie of the year. We All went right. on about it for a while. Neil, good pick. Toyed with it. Um, <laughs> Jude may have one that may surprise you. A little what? off kilter there Hold from on. Down Under. Paddington 2 oh my is God. number one movie <laughs> of the year. You just made a best friend. <laughs> Jude, we need to hang out sometime. We got a pen pal here for you, Troy. <laughs> we need to get him via Skype on we the show. Sh- oh my god, Jude, if you're listening to this... Let's do the Paddington movies. Are you fucking kidding? Jude, With Jude. are you into this? <laughs> Circle yes or no. Um, his his uh, quote saying, Generally surprising me, this movie is spectacular. I dare say the most charming movie I've seen this decade... There is literally nothing I don't love about this movie. Amid all the finger snapping, or 
yeah, I think it's finger snapping. It was a typo. Threats of nuclear holocaust in movies and otherwise. This movie is the purest of escapism. A plus plus. Eleven out of ten. Ten buckets, etc., etc. <laughs> <laughs> he mommed it. <laughs> um, he did this on the fly, so he couldn't really find a space for. Death of Stalin, First Man, Quiet Place, or Ready Player One, and still need to see that Mr. Rogers documentary. That oh, was yeah. good. Oh, that was yeah. good. I I didn't see that yet either. I need I to thought see about that. putting it on. Mr. Rogers sounded like such a fucking cool guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the whole thing where like the guy sent him a picture of his ass and then he gave it to him on like a card or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds amazing. Oh no, you gotta check it out. Um. So yeah, Paddington Two is his number one movie of the year, and. Eric, a.k.a. Elgin Eric O. Well, what's his number one? Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Really? Which also puts me at my number one, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Which puts me at my number one, Deadpool 2. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. One last callback. No, mine is also Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I cannot... I, I can go on about this movie for a very long time, and I probably did during a review here or there that we've already done. But, like, yeah. I feel like it's the best interpretation of Spider-Man and his surrounding cast that have ever been put on screen. The anim- Excuse me, I'm just, like, gonna explode from the inside <laughs> now that I'm going on about it. The animation is... More than spectacular, it's surprising how great it is. It's the most innovative animation i've ever seen for a film and it's hard to put your finger on like what about it is so good yeah it's a lot of little things i feel like yeah it just mixes so much together i think yeah that's the thing that that drew me the most to it was that like it's just like it presents itself as like a straight like comic book to film adaptation where they give you all the comic book feel to it but then they throw in characters where like they take on the form of, ad- of animation that they're trying to portray, right? Whether it's Spider-Man Noir or or Spider-Ham with the Looney Tunes, like yeah. everything about it, it it feels like every part of animation towards that character makes it feel genuine to that character. Mm-hmm. And not only the fact that they introduce like seven or eight characters in this movie, nobody feels shortchanged. There's no back other movies to like get backstories to any of these characters. Yeah. They all feel like full fledged people. It's like a hundred minutes long. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a definite quality of like a movie <laughs> of the year for me. Like, so like I, I, I can't even find like a negative of this movie at all. Yeah. I can't, no. I, I, I don't know what to nitpick at all. Like I, I loved almost everything about this movie. I like I, I had to grasp for straws to nitpick. And, <laughs> and even then, I'm just like, you fucker. I know. I know the whole time, I was like, just you trying, fucking yeah. love it. You're trying not to say you love it. Yeah, like, I, I pretty much had to, like, make up my own plot to hate this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I fucking love it. Like, the only reason it, it is where it is on my list is because I just like things more than it. But, yeah. in all honesty, I fucking I loved it. I had a blast watching this in the theater. Mm-hmm. I never expected to need... Or want another Spider-Man movie <laughs> right. in the day and age we're at right now. Uh-huh. And we got blessed with this just out of the blue. Hashtag I remember blessed. Yeah. 
I remember hearing that we were getting an animated Spider-Man movie, and right. it was just always like in the back of my mind, like, right. yeah, you know, that'll be fine, whatever. Like right. maybe we'll see it like with the kids. Yeah. And it quickly became like one of my most anticipated movies once like the trailers ramped up. Right. And I was really worried that the trailers were like overselling it and uh-huh. it wasn't going to deliver. And we went and saw it, and I just sat there with a grin on my face through the entire yeah. thing. And it just went by like that. You yeah. know, it was a lean, was it like two hours? A little under, maybe? I, I don't know. It felt quick. It quicker. flew by. I, I could have went for like another one immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just it, the storytelling, the way they introduced so many characters, the way they handled a very complex, convoluted plot, yep. the way they stuffed it full of villains that we haven't seen in movies, right? the way they had the music that represented the character and brought like this brand new uh, like tone to Spider-Man, a character mm-hmm. that we've seen multiple times over, yep. and you know, told it through the eyes of Miles Morales, this African-American Latino kid yeah. mm-hmm. who's in way over his head, but is instantly likable. Yep. And this great, like, uh, you know, an analog, viewer analog to this crazy universe. It was just unbelievably good. Yeah. Yeah. That It's literally insane. That's like, it's like, that's like putting out a James Bond movie and being like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've seen Spider-Man so many fucking times. And this is the one time where you're like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. Right. Yeah. It's just under two hours, if you were wondering. Okay. Hour 57 minutes. Yeah. The fact that, like, we got an amazing Tom Holland Spider-Man, and we got a really good Spider-Man video game, yep. and this is the best Spider-Man we've gotten. Like... <laughs> In recent memory. Yeah. It just hit every mark and hit like a hundred marks I didn't even know I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And we talked about the style, but like totally the style, the visual style of this is so cool. And I wasn't even the biggest fan of the Lego movie. And this is from, you know, the brains of the Lego movie. Yeah. But whatever they did and their team of animators on this was just phenomenal. Yeah. I, it's like the highest marks I could ever give anything. Like, obviously I put it on my number one, but like, I'm, I'm just looking at things, scroll through an IMDb because I have it up right now. And it's just like pictures of all the separate characters. And I'm like, I loved every fucking second. <laughs> yeah. of the movie. There wasn't a single like dull moment. There wasn't no. anything like you said that I'd nitpick. Mm-hmm. I just left wanting more and more and more of it. Yeah. And God. Like, the only thing I, I, the only thing I ever would nitpick about this is that the Aunt May in this seems like way capable. But then after we were talking about him, like they finally got their Aunt May spy movie in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they finally fucking did it, and I didn't hate it. They got it out yep. of their system. Here it is. Yep. And I'm like, God damn, she's like, got her own spy complex underneath <laughs> the fucking garden shed. <laughs> The way that, like, panels and text balloons and, uh, like, the stippling dots and all that were just integrated in this and none of it felt gimmicky. It felt so natural that you didn't even realize, like, you weren't reading a comic book and you weren't watching a movie. It was just this mix of both of them. Yeah. And it just worked so well. Yeah. I also, like, uh, heard somewhere that, like, the the word balloons and shit, like, all the comic book stuff doesn't, like, show up until after he gets bitten by the spider. 
Yeah, oh. Like, I think I did kind of realize that. Yeah. But didn't dwell on it. Yeah, like, it, it. after he gets bitten by the spider, that's when all, like, the stuff shows up where, like, it seems like a genuine comic book. Where it's, like, heightened reality. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Like, that's kind of cool. I'm sure there's a ton of little, like, nods like mm-hmm. that throughout. I heard on the way here that the uh, kind of weird 3D effect where, like, the background was kind of off color. Yeah. Was supposed to look like printing errors in comic books. Yeah. How, like, the coloring would sometimes be off. Right. Yeah. Would be like those old Looney Tunes, like Mel Blanc backgrounds where everything's not just in the slightly, outline. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. slightly off. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't think of anything that I had more fun watching. Right. And that's like, I toyed with this in Infinity War S- for my number here. one because yeah. Infinity War delivered on the promise that it's been making for 10 years, mm-hmm. but you had to have a lot of of background to really get the payoff yes and this is just something so fun and accessible right that you can just walk in and it's brisk you know two hours or whatever yeah you have a blast through the entire time yeah it's never like dour it's just entertaining and sometimes like yeah that's that's just great like sometimes that can be what (laughs) what makes your movie of the year yep oh my god Maybe I have this so low on my list because I'm just jealous on how this made you guys feel so awesome. <laughs> well, I had Hereditary a couple below this. <laughs> so, I, that was at one time my movie of the year. <laughs> Pick your battles. Yeah. I, I mean, I I totally get that, like, this movie for me and Dave is, like, our number one because it's like, this is our bread and butter. Oh, no, I stuff. get it. I, I, fuck, I, I loved it. For what it was, I mean, it, it, it just it is what it, it is what it is for me because it's like I don't have that connection to like the comic film adaptation as you do, but I still loved it. Yeah. Oh my god. Just I think great. everyone loved it, and that's cool. Like we yeah. can all love it in varying degrees, and if you're a comic fan, you know this is like the second coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you're not a, a comic fan, it's the best animated movie you've seen all year. Yeah. You know. For I, sure. <laughs> I was I, I brought up when we reviewed it on um, YouTube that like Sony's been on a tear. I think I probably even said on this too, where they have like Spider-Man: Homecoming that was we- very well received. They have this that was super Venom well received. for some reason blew up the box office. <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> it became like, like the highest the grossing movie. That? But then I was like, <laughs> man, Sony's just going on a roll. But then the Sony movie that's out now is. Sherlock Holmes remake oh, with like fucking <laughs> it's got a 0% it's got like 0% even Netflix wouldn't buy it yeah, yeah. and that's I'm right. like Jesus Christ so I guess I gotta take like with <laughs> their lumps or whatever but like I can't it's so jarring to me how Sony can just put out like that and then just like knock it out of the park with this yeah well they got to appeal to a, every demographic. but know? it's like their animation uh, studio where like I feel like they like they have some misses but they ha- I think they have more hits than misses in their animation department. What is Sony's? What is their claim to fame for animation? Brought up a few of them, I like, brought up some like they have the Because they're not DreamWorks, they're not Pixar. What is Sony? It's just Sony animation. But like what's a movie that they've done? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Okay. They do that. That's one. pretty good. Um they do But they also did the emoji movie. They did also oh do the emoji movie. <laughs> They did the Goosebumps movies. That oh, just those came are out. good. Yeah. Um, 
fuck, there's another big one that came out. Like, I feel like whoever's helming the animation is m- more on track than, yeah. <laughs> like, the actual Sony. Yeah. This seemed like just an amazing brain trust of people involved in the Spider-Verse thing, and everyone was just, like, firing on all cylinders, and it just congealed yeah. into this excellent, excellent movie. Yeah. And I don't know if you could do it again. You know, everything worked out so well. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to make a ton of these, but I don't know if it can be replicated as well as it was presented here. They do... Um the Hotel Transylvania movies, which aren't horrible. They're just like... I've heard the first yeah, couple are, are pretty okay. good. My kids enjoy those. Um, all these other ones are kind of, I don't know, kind of shitty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, they, they got do, Spider-Verse. They do the Smurfs movies. Oof. They do Trolls? No, they uh. don't do Trolls. That's DreamWorks. Kiss out the feeling. <laughs> all right. But yeah, like... Let's not dwell on Sony's misses. Right. <laughs> let's, but like, let's enjoy Spider Verse as being a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, I I took me by surprise because like even when they was first announced, like when it was like uh, they're gonna do an animation thing, that was still like on the tails of the Andrew Garfield movies. Like we're gonna do this animated Spider Man yeah. movie. I'm like, fuck you. How many Spider Man <laughs> do we need? Yeah. You know? And then turns I was... out I needed like seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All in one movie. I know Spider-Man has done so much where it's like, how? what more can you do? And it's like, Turns oh, out okay. a lot. Yeah. Turns out there's a lot more. <laughs> Troy's over here just... Well, I was going to say shut your fridge, but oh. I'll, I'll have one more. Well, <laughs> right. yeah, that's... Uh, I think that's going to do it for our top movies of 2018. Yeah. Anybody got any honorable mentions? I do have some honorable mentions. What just missed the cut for me yeah. um, was two movies. I bumped out uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs yeah. for my number 10 for Hereditary. Oh. I also had uh, an inkling to throw Game Night in there yeah. as well because like it... It was a comedy that I actually very much enjoyed. Yeah. But I just enjoyed these other things more. But That's those fine. are my two honorable mentions. That's fine. Go fuck yourself. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you had any uh, honorable mentions? Um, I don't know how honorable any of these were, but as I said, I saw a lot of like popcorn movies this yeah. year. Yeah. And I even had a couple of them in my in my top. But I saw a lot of like blockbuster movies that were all pretty enjoyable but none of them were great to write home yeah. about. you know like i'm able to see movies with my kids in the theater now so we yeah. see stuff that i wouldn't normally yeah. go out and see yeah but i saw like the new jurassic world i enjoyed eh. aquaman was pretty good yeah rampage was surprisingly Dude, better than expected i like rampage way more than i should have yeah <laughs> that last like half hour God was a damn blast. It. the uh, rocket shot and he doesn't give a shit no just keeps on going <laughs> The alligator bites the head off of the wolf. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yes! my god, you haven't seen it? Oh my god! I, I've oh. never seen it. And Just I'll watch the end. The end is amazing. Like, yeah. the creature throwdown in uh, Chicago yeah. is amazing. Really? Really good. They literally, yeah. like, move heaven and earth to fucking kill that alligator at <laughs> yeah. the end. It oh, is it's like, a beast. What it's more like can you do <laughs> to this fucking alligator? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yep. Ant-Man the Wasp was fun. Yep. Venom was better than expected. Upgrade 
was a lot like Venom, but better. <laughs> yeah, Upgrade is a better Venom. Yep. Incredibles 2 was fun. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I just watched House with a Clock in the Walls. Yeah. It was really good. Really? Yeah, that Jack Black one. I kind of want to check it out. Eli Roth directed it. Yeah. From Hostel. What? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it plays like, kind of like a, like an 80s kids movie that is like traumatizingly creepy at times. Really? Yeah. yeah. It has a lot know. of moments where you're like, where I'm watching it with my kids, I'm like, is this too much for you? Really? <laughs> yeah. I had no... Like that scene where they slice Jack Black's Achilles teal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea it was like that. I, yeah. I saw the trailer, I'm like, ah, screw that. No, it didn't look good at all. It looked like a second-rate Goosebumps. Yes, Especially exactly. with Jack Black in it. And it was actually really good. It has some pretty deep stuff. They talk about... It takes place in the 50s, so it's right off of World War II. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Kate Blanchett's character is a Holocaust survivor. Jesus! What? And the villain is a guy that comes back from the war, and he's so disenfranchised with humanity that he wants to wipe out all of civilization. <laughs> it's a kid's movie? Yeah. Jeez. It's like, it's <laughs> really... What the fuck? It is one of those, it's like, man, this is... This I want to watch deep. this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. It felt like kind of an old Spielberg type of movie. Damn. Yep. So I give that more credit than you would expect out of that. <laughs> and then I saw like The Apostle on Netflix, which yeah. was pretty good. It's from I the director of The out. Raid. Yeah. And it was all right. Okay. I saw uh, that Into the Dark. That oh, one. I wanted to see that because that's pretty, from the guy who did Green Room. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Yep. That's on my mist. And then uh, Fallout, I enjoyed quite a bit. Yep. Uh, but I did fall asleep in it. So All right. it was almost action overkill. <laughs> and then that Joaquin Phoenix drama, You Were Never Really Here, yeah, stood to out that. to me as good. being pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. And then there's a couple I missed, too, but I'll let you go in if there's right. any honorable mentions. Uh, there's only, out of the ones that we've talked about, there's only three that you guys haven't said. Uh, Sorry to Bother You was one of my, miss, was one of my near misses. Uh-huh. I, I liked it quite a bit, even though it's... Super fucking weird at the end. Yeah, I still liked it. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is super fucking weird. At All the right. End. I thought I thought it looked good. I just didn't see it. it. It's good. I would definitely check it out. Yeah. But I feel like he gets scatterbrained at certain points. But it's still good. Um, I actually had a lot of fun with Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, I didn't mind that. That was that's that's up in there. I thought it was better than I ever thought it could be. Yeah. yeah. By just by following all the production of it. Like it, it, yeah, yeah. If you didn't have all that going in, you'd be like, "Yeah, this is fun." Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like then you see and you're like, "That was pretty amazing." <laughs> like yeah. being pretty much yeah. filmed twice. Mm. Yeah, Sel- selfishly, I probably would have shit on this if it wasn't a Star Wars movie, but Star Wars movie, and it's like characters that I've like grown up with. Like it felt like a genuine fun adventure movie where I'm like. Yeah, I, I, I'm having fun. Was it like high this. stakes? No, just kind of like it was, a caper. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, a prayer before dawn is a movie that I really liked from last year. Uh, it's pretty much uh, I think I brought it up on here as like a as like a, something that I watched where it's about a guy. It's based on a true story where like this British guy grows up in Thailand as a kickboxer and then gets put in jail for using drugs and like i guess like they actually filmed in an actual th- like thai prison and it is oh you're telling me about this I it think. is 
the most uncomfortable movie to watch because nothing about it looks fun. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like the worst experience you can ever have. Like, there's a literal scene where a guy fucking takes a syringe and takes blood out of himself and says, I have AIDS and holds it to his neck. God damn. I remember you telling me this, but I... Blocked it from your memory? I guess. You just rekindled that memory. Yeah. But it's pretty much like... It's like Rocky if Rocky was super fucked. Because he's like... like In a prison where like he gets in part of this like kickboxing ring. And like everyone around him is like this cutthroat inmate. And it's... It, it's really fucking good. And... But it is like uncomfortable to watch at certain points. Oh shit! But I Yeesh. I loved it. I thought it was really good. You right. love that weird, depressing shit. That's right. <laughs> you ever seen uh, Hunger? Hunger. Michael Fassbender is in it. It's by the guy that did Shame yeah, and Twelve Years yeah, a Slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a fucking tough. I watch. know. He looks like he's about ready to fucking. He does a Christian Bale machinist implode. type yeah, he of. Like, uh, yeah. He's like laying I would say in a worse co- than uh, Bale yeah. did. He's like laying on really? a cot, like you can like see like his fucking like you can wrist. see the inside of his rib cage. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's about a guy is. in a prison going on a hunger strike, and he looks like he's about ready to like implode. Yeah, <laughs> I half heard about this movie, but I didn't know he got like oh so you, thin. yeah. You didn't hear anything about him doing that. No, but I mean, if he did it, if it wasn't like CGI or something, yeah. I assume he really did it, but. It is, know. like, notable in terms of body yeah. transformations yeah. for actors. Really? Yeah. It's bad in it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard anything about, like, him, like, losing a ton of weight for that shit. But you heard it all over the place when Bale yeah. went from, like, Machinist to Batman Begins. That's because Fastbender don't brag, yo. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Fastbender's coming into, like, weird territory where he's kind of, like, in everything. What's he been in lately? Yeah. Well, like he was in that snowman movie, which is awful. Oh yeah, he was that in looked Assassin's good Creed. too, and then it was that supposed was to be awful. terrible. He's in these X Men movies, which are kind of like hit and miss. Yeah, X Men might have been what did it. And then like then he'll be in like these indie things that are like that was really great. Yeah, like man, he was really good in this. Yeah, it's like, where is the disconnect? Do you see Shame? I loved Shame. Shame was good. <laughs> yeah. The ongoing joke saw. is that we have a we have a me and Trey have a mutual friend where like we lived together in the same house for a little bit and when <laughs> I watched Shame, every time she walked into the living room, Michael Fassbender was having sex where she was like convinced that I wanted to fuck Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I swear that to God this is not a Michael Fassbender porno. I'm watching Shame. Me and Neil had an ongoing joke with that movie as well. It's a lot more random where we were watching that movie for some reason together and there's a part where he he like drops to his knees at the end and he just like screams on a dock and Neil for whatever reason said like wouldn't it be great if he transformed into a jeep? <laughs> <laughs> so we just have this association with the, with the movie Shame, where at some point, for no reason, Michael Fassbender would just like morph into a jeep and drive off. It is like a running joke. If you ask Neil about Michael Fassbender in a jeep, he will know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some horse shit that uh, he would bring up. I'm too drunk for that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, can we talk about a couple oh, that we missed? Fuck. Yeah, of course. All right. You want me to take it? Go for it. 
All right, so I wanted to see the uh, Black Klansman, yep. which I heard was good. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> no, no, it it's. I think it's one of Spike Lee's better movies. Okay, I liked it quite a bit. Very hit or miss on Spike Lee. I know he's. My thing is that he gets kind of preachy with his movies, and he gets preachy in this, but I feel like he hits more points that are relevant to a broader audience in this than usual. Yeah. My favorite Spike Lee movie is Summer of Sam. You ever seen that I one? I don't think I've seen Summer oh, of it's Sam. Great. It's really good. Uh, Buster Skaggs, one of them. Scruggs. 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 Uh, I have Scuggs, so we're all we're all wrong, or I'm wrong twice, <laughs> and you're correct. Hold the Dark, which you mentioned. Bad Times at the El Royale, mm-hmm. which uh, someone mentioned. Um, Revenge. Have you heard of this one? It's an Australian no revenge movie. It's supposed to be great. It's supposed to be kind of like a. I spit on your grave type Ooh. of thing, but actually, like, good. For that. <laughs> Not just, like, horribly gratuitous, <laughs> like a female empowerment revenge on these yeah. guys movie. Nice. Um, Overlord, I missed. Yeah. Wanted to see I saw it. That. I that was a good... Heard good things. Yeah. And my big miss was Suspiria, movie I was waiting uh, all fucking yep. year for, and nowhere around here got it. Yeah. yeah Came I'm, out I'm on my birthday. Uh, I was looking forward to it. Nowhere. Like, within 100 miles got this movie. Hmm. And it comes out, like, on uh, DVD January, like, 25th. So I just fucking missed it (laughs) to put it on my list. (laughs) So that's my big regret. Uh, Some movies that I missed. I missed Annihilation. We brought that up probably a bunch of times. I also missed Black Klansman. Um, I wanted to see A Star is Born. I never got to see Upgrade. And a movie that's out now that I don't think is going to be around here is also Stan and Ollie. Like the weird biopic yeah. about uh, Laurel and Hardy. Um, I was really into him as a kid, uh, but I... Uh, su- surprisingly, John C. Riley is in this, which is getting critical acclaim. And then also he plays <laughs> Dr. Watson in a bullshit fucktard movie. The funny thing is, hasn't this Holmes and Watson movie been like in production for like 10 years yeah, I think there was some I remember, floating around. Yeah, I remember when yeah. Robert Downey Jr., his Sherlock Holmes was coming out. They were yeah. like, oh, it's going to have to compete with this Will Ferrell Sherlock Holmes movie. So this has been oh, going God. on forever. And they just finally got to it. And God. it's terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe it's one of those. I've heard like people will put out, like if they have a grudge against somebody, they'll put out terrible movies that they made just to like, fuck them in the Oscars. I wonder if like they tried to fuck... John C. Riley for like Stan and Ollie or something. What? Eddie Murphy could probably <laughs> what, what uh, contest to, to that. that to yeah, because Eddie. Yeah, because Eddie Murphy. Yeah, because that the same thing happened with Eddie Murphy, where like he was up for Dreamgirls and they put out Norbit. Oh God. <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, Stan and Ollie's on my list. I kind of want to see that. Look, I think it looks great. I like how the they're. They're catching up with them like later in their careers, where they're kind of like down and out, and they come back, and they're just best friends. Yeah, they're doing like a reunion tour or something. Yeah. Anyway, it looks good to me. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious to see it too. I want to see it. Anyway, anything you missed, JT, this year? Uh, I didn't make a list about it because I'm <laughs> I'm pretty much gonna watch whatever I miss coming up. I'm trying to think of what's in theaters that I really want to see. Um. I almost saw Spider-Verse again. <laughs> Jeez, what are you, Neil? <laughs> I had days picked out for it, and it just didn't happen. I don't know. All I'm, 
out, out of things that I'm watching right now, I'm in the middle of watching Roma. I heard that was good. Which, uh, yeah, it's it's fun so far. I'm like maybe like an hour into it, and it's definitely one of those where it's mostly based on cinematography. Like, yeah. it's not really like a story driven. Like a lot of the things I'm picking up on, I'm picking up on because I took a photo class, like a photography class, because uh-huh. he finds a really cool way to like float into like the perfect photo where you're like, oh shit, that's, I like that. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but like the story he's telling also is kind of funny at certain points. Like they mostly follow like the maid of like this, uh, fa- like this middle-class family in Mexico and like the the character I like so much, like the most so far is her boyfriend because he's such a fucking douche. <laughs> like there's a literal scene where he's butt ass naked doing like karate with a fucking uh, bow staff, and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of learned this on my own." And he's like completely naked, like dick out and everything, and just doing like karate with a bow staff, and he's like bragging to her. <laughs> a more hardcore Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like a. Rated X Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 like maybe like halfway through Roma so far, and I dig it so far. Sweet, good deal. Well, shoot, I think that's gonna wrap up our yeah. best of 2018 episode. So yeah. JT, yeah, if people want to get a hold of you, telling you what they missed. Where can they do so? Find me at Bucky Furman on Twitter. Also, Bucky Furman is everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not Bucky Furman on Snapchat? And guess what, Troy? I'm actually using Instagram now. Really? Yeah. I nutted up. <laughs> good Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> uh, Dave, can they find you anywhere? Yes, Troy, they can. They can find me at Imperious Rex Show. That's right. At gmail.com <laughs> if they want to if they want to shoot me a line uh-huh. or we're at Imperious Rex Show on Twitter. That's right. And that's Imperious without the O. Yes. The way Namor says it. Right. So look that up. You have to look up Namor how he says it first and then look us up on right. Twitter. We're not going to spell it here. <laughs> no one's taking notes. Uh, I saw can... I saw your reviews on uh, Spider-Man and Aquaman and then I was but hurt that I wasn't invited about Cyber guys. Oh. Sorry. Well, we brought in Neil. I know. <laughs> He's like a Joel surrogate. Yeah. I mean, Neil is better than me. <laughs> we'll get you on the show for the for one of these coming up. Yeah. Good. We gotta. We gotta Good. get you in. You, you gotta just stop being the bully at some exactly. videos. <laughs> you should yeah. just knock us over <laughs> and just take Every take time over. I'm involved in your videos, I end up being a piece of shit. <laughs> You're just so gruff. You're the only one that can grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the smallest guy, and I'm always the one that always ends up bullying you. <laughs> Says the wrestler. <laughs> the smallest guy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, what is? What do they usually say about small? I'm. I'm. I'm scrap. I'm scrappy. <laughs> That's right. You must be scrappier than us because we picked you to be the bully to bully <laughs> us around. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you can find me at Troy the Max on Twitter. You can find both me and JT at Review Review Pod on Twitter. All of our episodes are uploaded onto Facebook.com slash ReviewReviewPod. And our hosting site, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com, has all of our new episodes uploaded uh, bi-weekly? Double-weekly? I never know what bi-weekly means. <laughs> Two for one. Two in a week. That's where all of our stuff <laughs> is uploaded on. 
And if you don't want to listen to it there, we are uploading onto multiple platforms such as Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube. We even have those on there for anyone who wants to. Not a lot of people do, but it's there as an option. Uh, and we also are on Apple Podcasts, so if you're on there, you can rate and review us there. Because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show. If you want to drop us a line, such as Jude and Eric did tonight, you can do so at Review Pod. Neil did it on Twitter, so fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that one last jab in there. So you can do so at ReviewReviewPod.podbean. No, ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com, rather. Uh, that'll do it for the best of 2018. So if you join us we all did for it again, guys. 19 We'll be reviewing yeah. new flicks. Yep. Visit us <laughs> Visit us next year. <laughs> Set your calendars, everybody. One year from now, That's we're going to have right. the best show of 2019. You know it. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff coming out in 2019. Oh, it's a oh, packed a, year. Jesus Christ. The Disney fir- itself yeah. is oh my just... God. Disney is going to just rake in the dough and <laughs> jizz all over their tummies. They are going to buy the <laughs> earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just April alone, I think there's a new movie coming out every week that I want to see. It's yeah. it's crazy. There's mm-hmm. like I think June too. There's like I think like Toy Story comes out and oh my Disney. Ugh. Yeah. So Just what do they stop. got? They got Lion King, Aladdin, Avengers, Captain Marvel, uh, Star Wars Nine, another Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Good yeah. lord. Yeah, it's a fuck all movie. Dumbo. Oh, Jesus Christ, Disney. (laughs) You're just killing. That's half the year right there. And every one of those is going to bring in, like, the highest grossing movie of all time. (laughs) Lion King will probably hit that. Lion King will hit Lion King is going to be the highest grossing movie of next year. Uh, Mm. Either it's Lion King, Star Wars, or Star Wars. Or Avengers, or Star Wars. (laughs) Regardless, it'll be Disney in the top three. three. Will at least get a billion. Yeah. At least get a billion dollars. Each. Yes, each. (laughs) Aladdin will probably get a billion dollars. Yeah, even though it looks like shit. It still is 90s nostalgia. Yeah. And it'll it'll probably do well overseas. Especially if they play it to, like, <sighs> India, which I don't know if India's not a big market for that, but I would yeah. think they... Well, it takes place in Arabia. I don't know what Arabia is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be play ignorant here. I don't know what Arabia <laughs> is. Sorry. I'm glad you said it first. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, Disney's going to at least... dumb Midwest folk. ...have four movies this year that'll at least make a billion dollars. Mm, mm-hmm. It's insane. Are you Yum. kidding? Toy Story 4 will make a billion dollars. But on the indie market, we have Doom Patrol coming out to the small screen. That's we have true. a Swamp Thing coming out to the small screen. Yep. We have Umbrella Academy That's right. coming out That's to the small Netflix. screen. Yeah. And we have Hellboy. So, yes. like, I think those are all, like, within months of each other, too. Yeah. So if you're a indie comic fan, like, wow. Yeah. Who would have ever thought we'd get yeah. those four... Right. Within the first half of the year, Buy and you get Jordan Peele's new film up. Us is coming out like in February. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be a good year. It's good gonna lord, be a great year for movies yeah. and TV. Yep. So tune in yeah. to the review review to get all of our come to tune in next year. Reviews. Tune in next year for our <laughs> top ten of 2019. 
ignore all of the rest of our shows. <laughs> well, you don't want it spoiled for you. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't know what we really think of all these movies until we get to the top ten list. That's Just right. we quickly sum them up and move on. Yeah, ignore all of our shows until next year. Uh, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> but uh, so until you hear us on Monday, will we review Buster Scruggs? Buster Scruggs. Uh, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm GD3K. And for Ghost Hunter Dave. Hey. Hey. <laughs> we are off. <laughs>